The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Slade. You know what? It might be 90s Slade. It might be. Next Friday, next week, we are going to have Dave Hill from Slade. He's going to be sat there! He's going to be sat there! What a sound! 03444991000. We've got a Dave Hill boner going. 
I wonder if he'll, if he'll touch it if we ask him nicely. God, I'm so excited, man. So excited. Good evening, dear listener. The Late Night Alternative with myself, Ian Lee. And who are you? Catherine Boyle. 55 years ago this very day, um, John F. Kennedy died. Um, assassinated, shot. No one knows the truth. Well, tonight we are speaking to um, an expert on the unexplained... Uh, a guy by the name, you may have heard of him before, he's a professor, Professor Joe Lavens, who's been on before and spoken about aliens and his theories on how um, the human race started and developed. The pretty interesting theories. Quite hard to dispute as well. Well, he has um, written a new book um, about the John F. Kennedy, uh, I'm going to say assassination in inverted commas. He's got a theory that is, um, the first listen, it's incredible. Uh, second listen, you go, well, it makes sense. He's going to be on at 20 minutes past 11. So if you've got any questions um, about JFK, Marilyn Monroe, the 60s, um, Dallas, um, convertible cars, anything like that, Professor Joe Lavens is going to be on at 20 minutes past 11. He's going to put forward his theory. You can ask him any questions you want. I believe, I believe he has illustrations uh, he's got evidence, he's got actual evidence as well to back up his thing. Evidence that's never been seen before. So that's exciting. If you want to chip in before then with your JFK theories, can I be honest? It's um, um, it's a mystery to, that has never really excited me. Never excited me. And yet some of our listeners get hard for it. Mm-hmm. Sally, she of the um, smoke alarm... She got very excited because Howard Hughes did um, JFK uh, at the weekend. That's what gave me the idea for it. And then she was she tweeted. I saw I was kind of in one of those conversations where it was I was in it, but I wasn't. I don't really want to be in it. But she was tweeting someone going, um, "Oh well, this week I've got uh, uh, nine hours of JFK documentaries to watch, and that's just Monday." Bless you. That's just Monday. Wow. Never one that's got that's that's done it for me. I'm intrigued by the Marilyn Monroe death. Oh, he had her murdered. I mean, that, very, that's, very fishy. That, that's um, well, that, come on, bit of respect for the dead. That's outrageous. That is outrageous. Respect for the dead. Um, he definitely had her murdered. Definitely had her murdered. I mean, that goes without saying. I wonder if Joe Laven's got any thoughts on that. Definitely had her murdered. But, Jay, so is his name John or Jack? John, but Jack is short for John, even though it's no shorter. But John is short for Jonathan. Yeah. And so John is short for Jonathan and Jack is short for John. This is never... This, this, I, I just don't get it. Also, wasn't John F. Kennedy, you know, apart from having actresses murdered, I think he was a dope fiend, mm-hmm. as we call it back in the day, a dope fiend. Yeah. He liked his drugs. Probably a sex addict. Um... But wasn't he a lousy president as well? Is there, I don't really know enough about American politics to back this up with any facts. But he was, from from what little I've gleaned... I'm going to take my jumper off, because I don't really wear jumpers. But I'm wearing one here. A little bit of belly for the ladies and some of the guys. From what I've gleaned, he was he was a pretty lousy president. He backed Vietnam. He was back in Vietnam. He was all for sending the, the, the kids over there. To uh, to kill everyone. I don't. Anyway, if, listen. If anyone knows anything about Sally, John F. Kennedy, Sally, now is your time. Now is your time to shine, Sallington. Oh three, four four, four nine nine one thousand. I've had a busy day. I've had a healthy day. 
Very, very healthy day. Uh, I went to the hygienist. Enough hurt that. It really hurts. And it's bloody. It's bloody. It's a young lady doing it. There wasn't much scraping going on. Instead, she was using a new technique of, of squirting with water. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it was still her. I mean, there's still scraping going on. And it's that thing now of... They feel funny at the back. If I run my teeth along the... My tongue along the back of my teeth, I can feel all the indentations. Whereas before, it was like a smooth... Um, j- just a smooth kind of run. But now I can feel of it. I preferred it when it was smooth and filled with gunk. But it, am I right that plaque causes Alzheimer's? I've heard there's a connection. Mm. Mm. That if you do not visit... Again, this might be a myth put around by the, uh, the hygienist. A career a career that's only popped up in the last 10 years. Before, Trust me, before 10 years ago, there was no such thing as a hygienist. You go to the dentist and they would polish... Remember they would polish your teeth with that delicious... Slightly bitter, but delicious... Bit chalky. Yeah, yeah, little little brush. Don't do that now. I think you should go to the hygienist. All right, yeah, sure. But um, I'm pretty sure... If you uh, if you have plaque in your mouth, you get Alzheimer's. They found a correlation between and here's someone who should be here's, here's today's pervert. People who say plaque, plaque. There's a blue there's a blue plaque. There's a blue plaque. Oh God! Right, pl- it's plaque in your mouth, and plaque makes you a pervert. Have you seen that blue plaque? It's a plaque. Come on. Have you seen the blue plaque? No. Pla- it's a plaque. It's a plaque. It's a plaque. Where was I going with that? It- obviously, it's a plaque. Those plaque. are the people that say plastic. And auction. Oh, my mum went through a phase of saying Atel. She used to work in a hotel. What did she say? Atel. My mum says theatre. 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 So if that makes, you know. So my mum's posh. I think my mum was trying to be posh. By saying hotel. Atel. Atel? For yes. what? For hotel? Yeah. What? I don't know. I think it's a French thing. I don't know. She Your mum's not French. French. She's from Manchester. I know. She's uh, Manfred. I know. I, I, listen, uh, uh, we have just... There's another 18 minutes of it. I, I give you full permission to go and watch BBC Four now because we just watched the first hour of a Tomorrow's World live special. It was great. I think the young lady that was co-hosting it, I think she does a Tomorrow's World podcast for the BBC. So I think Tomorrow's World still exists as a podcast. Right. Um. But it was great. They had um, it was hosted by Maggie Philbin and um, Howard. I can't remember Howard's name. We were just talking about him. Um, Staple Howard Stapleton Stapleford Stapleford Howard Stapleford Stapleford. Um, and then they had some of the other presenters. Judith Han came. Oh, it was great. But I didn't want to look at the new inventions. I just wanted them to talk through clips of the old things. Um, and they, and also they had. Um, not Gordon Sinclair, jo- Clive Sinclair's nephew on, who's invented two things, right? Clive Sinclair invented the Spectrum, ZX Spectrum, and the C5. Well, they had his nephew on, and he's invented two things. One of them's a games machine, another one's a C5. I mean, what? <laughs> you can't just... I hope that my niece and nephew, my children, never pick up any of my unfinished or failed projects that got rejected by the public f- 40 years later and try and turn them into something viable. Because there's a reason those projects would have failed. The C5 never was a good idea, it, it, and, and it certainly is not a good idea now. It was too low, wasn't it? So you were, like, snorting everyone's exhaust well, pipes. Well, you get those bicycles. That, are they called batty riders? No, that's trousers. The, the, the bicycles where you, you, you're basically lying on the floor, and it's like you're on your back, 
and you ride like that. And whenever, whenever I see a gentleman riding one of those, never seen a lady. It's always a man. Never seen a person of colour either riding one. But whenever I see a man riding one of those bicycles where you lie about six inches above the floor, I think, there's a tosser. <laughs> because there's no other explanation. It's going to give you a quick neck as it's, well, isn't it? I just think, as well, you, you can't be seen by anybody in a car. No. So my new jam, and I've done it twice in the last week, right, is patrolling the streets like a vigilante in my car, right? This is absolutely true. Sally and Alan. Oh, Sally and Alan are on together. Oh, God. Get ready, Sally. Uh, we're going to call you Salon from now on, you two. Get a room <laughs> and then try and escape from it, Sally. Um, twice in the last... We'll start the show in a minute. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Twice in the last week... I have seen people with their phones to the right of the steering wheel on the windscreen where you'd use it as a sat-nav. Fine. Doing Skype calls. <gasps> Skype video calls. Naughty. So I have taken it... Naughty, naughty. So I have taken it upon myself to make them stop doing those Skype calls. So and what that involves is, is getting behind them, flashing a lot, bibbing... And then when they sort of... The guy in the front was like... Today was like looking in the mirror going, what? What? And I went, naughty, naughty. I actually did that. I wagged my finger. I went, naughty, naughty. So going, what? Naughty, naughty. And then he's carrying on talking to his missus. And I flashed and flashed and flashed. And eventually he stopped. The guy the other week did it. And then he stopped. And then he thought he'd got far enough away from me. He started doing it again. <laughs> so I got, well, got up behind him again. I said, whoa, naughty, naughty, naughty. When did you become the police? Um, it's my, hey, what the, it's my duty to keep, it's it's all of our duties to keep Britain safe, keep the streets of Britain safe from jihadis, I'm not saying these gentlemen were jihadis, um, but from, from uh, the high crimes like jihadis all the way down to the low crimes such as these scumbags uh, doing Skype calls on their things. Um, there was a big debate last week, wasn't there, about... Uh, and Ken phoned in about it. Ken phoned in about it. And I didn't know the story then, but everyone knows the story now, about the two coppers, one of which was a police woman and a policeman, who were, I think, just like doing a routine car stop or something, and they got they got the crap kicked out of them. Really vicious Yeah, attack. she got a karate kick in the head, didn't she? She got, she got a Bruce Lee-style kung fu kick in the head, and she fell into the road and literally was like a foot away from a bus that was coming. Yeah. The bus could have killed her. Right. And of course, someone filmed it. And there's loads of debate on loads of radio stations. I'm kind of happy to do it here, even though we're a week after the thing. Um, well, the person who filmed this is disgusting. They should have joined in. People should join in. And the poli- in fact, the, the police officer has said, when you see police being attacked by this... And you shouldn't be filming it. You should join in. Well, well, well. First of all, actually, the, the, those two people that did it probably got caught because of the film that that evidence. person made. Yeah, evidence. Right. So actually, I'm not. I'm not against that. But also, I'd like to think I'd get involved, but I have to weigh up the fact that I'm a dad of two little boys. I have to weigh up if I get in there. Are they going to have a knife or a gun? Possible. Are they going to kick the the SH1T out of me and kill me? Again, that's quite possible because I ain't tough. There's a third thing you've got to think about. Yeah. Are you interfering? These are tra- people who are trained to deal with these incidents. You're not. Are you just going to get in the way? Well, I suppose because she got knocked out, the woman. I mean, it's, it's a horrendous story. And I would like to think 
at some point I would have piled in or at least gone in and made a noise like when there's a fox in the garden. Hey! Hey! <laughs> That'll do it. It might do it. It might actually do it. But then you it. might have been caught on camera applauding. Yeah, it, applauding. And also it's that thing of, you know, it, it, there were two coppers, there were two of these idiots. If you're there with a couple of other blokes, you go, if we all go, if we all run together and make a noise, that might, you know. I don't know. And also, 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 it's all very well saying, well, citizens should uh, get involved. And uh, No one knows how they're going to react in that situation. I, we are, uh, are not trained... You know, the police are trained to run towards stuff that we, are, as humans, are conditioned to run away from. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. Unless, of course, like, you're the head of the Met and there's a, a, a terrorist attack on a bridge, in which case you get in your car, you lock the door and you drive away. But um, we, they are trained, they have training that kind of overrides that instinct of flight and they run towards. So no human being knows exactly how they would react if you saw something like that going on. I, honestly... I think I'd probably be frozen with fear and indecision. Probably. I don't know. We can talk about that. We can talk about anything. Oh, three. It's the joy. We can talk about anything. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. So, so far, we've got, um, well, these are proper phone-ins. If you saw a copper being attacked, would you go in and defend? Or would you film it? And I'm not making a judgment saying filming is necessarily a bad thing. Um, what, what, uh, your theories on JFK... Uh, did he murder um, Marilyn Monroe? And some other things that we threw out there. I can't quite remember what they were. 03444991000 is the telephone number. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Another exciting thing. More exciting than the plaque. That wasn't the... That, that was me being healthy. Was getting the plaque done. Another exciting thing is, yeah, I went and so we went and saw... Oh, man, we went and saw some kittens. I went and saw some kittens. I went and saw some kittens. I came with you and saw the kittens. <laughs> no, because I, I had to have some, I had to have you there to ground me because I would have just been, like, weeping like a child. I'm not the person to take um, to ground you when we're talking about kittens because I really want a kitten and I'm not allowed one. So I'm we, like, yeah, take all the kittens. I'm, we'll have them all. I'm thinking, listen, my cat is never going to die. She's coming up to 20... I think I've got like another five, six, seven years of that girl. She's um, she's um, staunch, but um, so I kind of been thinking. Oh, is, I would I would love some kittens. I know the kids keep talking about it, and I would love it. I would absolutely love it. And I didn't get, get velvet when she was a kitten. I got it when she was a you know two year old. She, she was a teenager. So I kind of posted on Twitter and Facebook. Oh, I'm looking for some kittens. If anyone you know has any suggestions, and a very kind lady got in touch and said, "Well, we foster." Cat, I couldn't be a cat fosterer because everyone that came in, I go, okay, look after it. Well, you're staying. She's kind of done you're, that though, hasn't she? <laughs> she had twelve in the house. Every time she gets a cat, she keeps it. They are gorgeous though. I don't blame her. Um, but there was nowhere to sit. The cats had all the seats. They did, but they were beautiful. I love it. Um, and I, I totally changed my because I've always said if you've got more than three cats, you're a weirdo. And I'm taking that back now because I could see I, I retract that and I apologise. I mean, there are still some weirdos that have got more than three cats, yeah. But I retract that because I, I could see myself having just cats in every room. Do you know what I noticed as well, or rather, didn't notice? There was no smell. You don't get you don't get the smell of cats if they've got a litter tray indoors. You can do because their their pee is very very acidic, very acidic. So you've got to change that like a couple of times a day. 
Um, but that's, it's not like dogs. Dogs stink and cats don't. Anyway, so this this very nice lady uh, got in touch and said, well, I've, I've fostered some cats and we've got some cats here that no one wants because they're black. Racist. Racist. Racist towards cats. I don't get the non... I don't, oh, I don't want a cat because it's black. I don't... Velvet's black. I think, to me, that's a proper cat. A proper... A moggy is what I would call it. A moggy. Proper, old-fashioned, 70s... British cat. Well, I think they're elegant yeah, black cats. Beautiful. Yeah. They're, a, they're a design classic. I think they are. So I'm up for that. So anyway, we went and met these these um, these two little girls, about four or five months old. Adorable. Oh man! So now we just just got a, I've just got a double and triple and quadruple check that my garden is cat safe because there's a train line at the back of the garden and. Um, you know, it's a slight concern. I know that my cat can't get there because she's old, so she can't climb anything or, she, you know, she walks around and she's in the perimeter. She's in that garden and she can't get out because she can't climb anything. So I need to go and check it tomorrow uh, and see if mischievous young cats could could get to the train line, which they possibly could, I think. I need to double-check. And if they could, what could I do to stop them getting there? So I'm thinking an electrified fence, mm-hmm. like they have for sheep. A force field? Force field, a wall of daggers. Yeah. Uh, by the way, when was the last time you held an electrified fence? Youth club. Uh, it would have been about 1994. Yeah, I did it five weeks ago. Why? Yeah, because, well, it's out with the boys, geocaching. Were you all holding hands? No, no, no. When we went, went to a field and the boy said, is that fence electrified? And I said, no, I don't think... Yeah, it is! Yes! <laughs> yes, it is. And half a shock. Yeah. It's a real shock. Because well, no, I remember it not being... Have you seen the clip of the woman... The New Zealand woman who gets it and she falls on her face and gets poo in her face and the, the, the... oh her trousers down. Yeah, let's um, electric. I just remember it's youth club and don't try this at home. Lick it unless you've already tried this at home. We used to hold hands and then the person at the end used to touch it. Simple country pursuits. She touches it with her bare ass. Yes. Um, yeah, that's what she. Well, does. she's asking for it. Yeah. Right, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Let's go to Caddick first. Alan, what happened on yesterday's show? We were changing names. Correct, sir. What can we do for you tonight? Um, and you got Sally as well. Okay, we'll get to Sally in a minute. No, can we have Sally on the same line? Because it means I've been cooking something up. Okay, what a dick pie or something. No. Puerile! No. That is puerile! We'll not defend that if Ofcom complain. Um, OK, well, we'll get to Sally in a minute. Alan, what have you called in for? No, Lemon was doing what you did last year. What, being brilliant and winning <laughs> the heart of the nation? Or eating a pig's vagina? No, he's, he's been hiding food. I didn't hide food last year. You well, hid it inside yourself. <laughs> hiding cheese and grapes tonight. Yeah, well, I didn't do that. Yeah, you had a load of strawberries. Yeah, but that's not the same. All right, also, anyway, they weren't a load. No, there was there were twelve. There were however many. There were like eleven strawberries. I think. Anyway, I don't really, I don't really care. I couldn't care less. Uh, so, as I keep telling you. Um, all right. So, and I want to change my name. No. Hello. Ian. <laughs> what, what was that? Hello? Ian? Calf, you there? I can hear you laughing. Oh, can you hear me, Alan? Hi, Kelly. Oh, hello, Ian. Ian, Alan. Sorry. I'm sorry. Hello, Alan. You all right? 
Do you see the humiliation I have to go through, Sally? Uh, um, you need to listen more, Alan. I mean, I'm busy looking after me morning. I don't have time to listen. I mean, I haven't even got the app on my phone. Yeah, but use it. Yeah, because you have all my data. Yep. Have you not got a radio? No, I haven't got a digital radio. And have I'm waiting for it to come on preview so I can watch it listen on the telly. Well, what about the internet? My Wi-Fi is playing up at the moment. Oh, right, OK, right, OK. I'm waiting, waiting, to... I'm waiting for talk radio to come to preview. Oh, but I, well, I don't think that's going to happen. But I, I think it's good. To... It's good. Yeah, I know, but I think you need to listen more. But what? You know? but, I mean, what we discussed about prosecuting Ian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want you want to put um, Ian on trial? Yeah. Yeah, I think we should still go ahead with it. You think so? You think that'll go down well, do you? Well, get Judge Balfour ruling. Okay, and and what you want me to prosecute? Yes. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll see. Maybe if Ian puts it out to the public, well, I think maybe. Well, he's, he's not talking at the moment, is he? So maybe, so, maybe I, he's I, having I, a conflict with Judge Boyle. What What do you want to prosecute him for? The humiliation I have to go through every night. Right. But he, you, but you need... I mean, I listen to other callers who are not me, and they just go straight through. But he doesn't but ask them what, listen, what happened in previous night. But they, yeah, but they listen to the show, Alan. But, but even if people don't listen, it still, it still lets them on. This is just victimisation. Right. Okay, so you right, you want to prosecute him for victimising you and bullying you then? Right. Okay. Well, maybe I'll have a chat with Ian in a bit about that. Okay. All right then. I know what I'm going to talk about tomorrow night. The one man vigilante. One man vigilante. Do you not think that maybe you should talk about something maybe after your call tonight? No. But like I say, I, be, I feel that if I get pick up when I'm on hold, it can be fresh in the mind for tomorrow. Right. But, but that's, 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 cheating, that's my method of madness here, Sally. Right, but that's a bit you're cheating a bit there, aren't you? Because you're on the phone and listening to it. So I think maybe you should, yeah, but, you know, listen for another five minutes maybe, and and after your call, and then phone up about that. I think that would. I think that would go in your favour, Alan, to be quite honest. Well, well, let's ask the defence see what they think. Defence, are you there? Hello? You're not Ian. No. Who's that? Me. Yeah, who are you? Hi, Sally. I'm Alistair. Oh, hello, Alistair. How are you, Sally? You all right? You're not yeah, here. Alan. I'm, Hi, um, Alan. You okay? Yeah. You okay? Well, yeah. let's have Alice to the question. See what do you think, yeah. Sally? Well, okay. Well, you go, Sally. 
Okay, what do you reckon, Alistair? Do you think do you think that we should put Ian on trial? Uh, God, it's always difficult, isn't it? It's always a little bit difficult to do that because we could all end up being banned. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, do you Ian, the risk Ian of being and Catherine have to make that decision, I think, first, and yeah. then we, yeah. I think, I think Alan, sorry about that, banned, mate, Alan. Well, I've been banned from the post office, I've been banned from the bookies. It could be a hat trick. It could be. <laughs> I, I think he's probably going that way. Well, well, let's carry. Let's get consensus out of the listeners. Uh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Should we prosecute Ian? <laughs> right. Okay. Good one, Alan. Ian, Good one. Ian, are you there? Can you help me, please? <laughs> I don't think Ian's there. About JFK. What? I phoned up about JFK. I didn't realise I'd have to talk to you, Al. Hey, Sally, I did as well. Um, yeah. I understand from what Ian said that you're a massive follower of all the information about JFK. Yeah, I've been reading about it for about no, years. You didn't know it's a conspiracy. Because... Oh. Yeah. I just wanted to say that I've seen the Oliver Stone film. I don't know if you've seen that one. And I've yeah. seen a lot of the documentaries uh, with the right. different theories. Now, the one that I think is probably the best one, have mm. you seen this? The one where they say that the secret... Oswald did actually shoot, but then the the uh, secret agent, George Hickey, in the car behind, picked up the rifle and accidentally shot. Shot, And that yeah. was the shot that t- took um, his head off. No, I don't, because it, it came from behind. I don't think the shot came from behind. All right. Um, no, but, yeah, here's a, but here's a question for you. We know Lee Harvey Oswald killed JFK, but why, no, he shot, no. why did Jack Ruby shoot Lee Harvey Oswald? Well, well, we don't know that, that he shot him. It's the most important that Lee Harvey Oswald was killed by Jack Ruby. Yeah, but we don't know that Lee Harvey Oswald killed Kennedy, do we? That's never been proven. I mean, where's the forensic evidence? But to the master bullet, with the rifle that killed JFK? But the, what, sorry, Alan, I can't hear you. But to the master bullet, with the rifle that killed JFK? Right, OK. But no, see, that's the thing, it doesn't match. Yeah, I mean, forensic evidence in the 60s was pretty poor. I mean, you, today you got better fear forensic evidence. Go on. What's this? What's the sound effect that Ian's playing? I, I've, I've no idea. Where are we? <laughs> so no, Alan, no, Alan. It, it, the the rifle, the the bullet holding the head doesn't match the rifle that. No, I'm um, talking about the bullets in the body. The bullets in the body. Yeah. Would they they will be in the national archive, and that that's probably been done. No, they lost his brain, Sally, didn't they? JFK's brain. Yeah, well, they reckon Robert had that removed. Oh, really? But as I yeah. said, forensic evidence in the 60s was pretty poor compared to forensic evidence today. I can't hear you, Alan. There's just too much going on. I can't hear anything you're saying. I think we're in the House of Commons. Right. Order! Order! 
This isn't quite what I expected. <laughs> I know, it's um, different. Anyway, nice <laughs> to speak to you, Sally. And you, and, Alistair. And sorry for all that, as you know. I'm sorry uh, for all know that. You know what, don't listen, don't worry about it. It's, it's absolutely fine. All's forgiven, it's fine, and just look after yourself. And you are one of the best contributors to this show, I feel. Oh, thank you. Thank and you Ian much. should actually um, listen to you more, I think. Do you reckon? Yeah, I think yeah. people need to listen to me more. All right, I'm going <laughs> to ring off now and leave it to you a lot. All right, then. Bye. Bye. 55 years, 55 years after the date, we're still getting new evidence and new theories coming forward. But I think we can safely say, you've probably heard all the theories up yep. till now, this yep. really is groundbreaking. This is it, this is, this is something special. Um, 03, the switchboard is empty now, thank God. 03-44-499-1000 is the telephone number. Uh, we're, we're less than uh, two hours away from Black Friday. Now, I've bought some boot polish. Have I got the intention of Black no. Friday? Right? No. What is it? Well, unless you wanted your boot polish cheap. Okay. In which case, you may be able to bag a bargain. Stay tuned to Talk Radio. We'll be bringing you all the bargains, courtesy of the Sun's uh, consumer champion. Well, it's... um. So Black Friday is like sales. And, of course, it goes on a little bit longer than just the Friday now. And, of course, it's the Friday after Thanksgiving. So that's when it traditionally was and people go to... to what happens in America is they try and kick off the Christmas buying season. Right. So they would go, people go to Walmart and beat the crap out of each other just to get a telly. Yeah. Right. And it, here's, the, here's the question I want to ask, OK? 
is there actually such a thing as a bargain? Now, a lot of these stores will have one TV that costs 600 quid for 80 quid. Yeah. Right, one. I heard B&M are doing a Dyson for £100 that should be like 225 Okay, that's great. Right, but just, just like one of them. That's, or That's the thing that lures you in. Exactly. And you get the guy, oh, no, we sold out. As long as they sell one, they're within the law, I guess. And I'm sure those guys are doing it legit- legitimately. But all other... I don't believe... I don't believe sales. Because the, the consumer law, for something to say 50% off... Right? This is So this is reduced from £100 to £50, right? Isn't it that it, it can cost, like... £50 anyway, but as long as it's been on sale in one branch of their stores for three weeks or something at £100, then you can legitimately and legally say, oh, it's, it's reduced to, to 50, 50%. You can, you can have a store in London that's got these this, this TV reduced by 50%, was £100, now £50. But the only time it was ever on sale for £100 was in their, uh, um, I don't know, their Kilkurdy. Kilkurdy, is that a place? Kilkurdy. Oh, OK, well, I'd prefer Kilkurdy. The Kilkurdy branch for three weeks for 100 quid at the back of the... Then that counts as a sale. Is there such a thing as an actual bargain? Is there ever such a thing as a real bargain? Dear listener, this is proper phone-in topics tonight. Dear listener, have you ever got a real genuine bargain. I tend not to buy new video games now. I bought a couple recently and they were rubbish because they're 50 quid. But if you wait six months, then they're 25, 30 quid. And if you wait a year, they're 15, 20 quid, which is much more affordable. Is that Steve Austin calling in? Oh, <laughs> the lad on Twitter's calling in. This is going to get... The, the million dollar man. It's going to get a little bit fruity, guys. It's going to get a little bit fruity. Um, so here's the question. Has anybody ever actually... Hover over your dump button, Sam. Has anybody ever actually um, had a real, genuine bargain? Oh three four four. 499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I've got Steve, Steve Austin, the $6 million man. Evening, Steve. Good evening, Ian. How are you? I am fine, Steve. How are you? Well, I'm a bit teased off because you just got my band off twelve. Oh, mate, I'm sorry about that. Not really. Yeah, well, but it was okay for you to abuse me on Twitter earlier. I didn't threaten you with physical violence, which is I what... never th- Oh, come on, man. Dude, you threatened me with physical violence, and listen, you're not banned for Twitter forever. It'll only be for 12 hours. Just have a long, hard physical think. Physical violence? What, what did I actually threaten you with? Dry your eyes, asshole. Why the F would I call you? You're a nobody with a bunch of idiot followers. Now, yep. F off before I put your face in. Hashtag winker. F off. Before I put your face in, that's a physical. Hey, listen, dude, I'm I'm cool with it. Just go and sit in the in the sim bin, go and chill out, and just have a long, hard think about what you said and why you so got anyway, suspended. So anyway, so what the hell's pissing you off tonight, Ian? Nothing as pers- usual. Nothing, nothing is peeing me off. Um, Twitter suspension, boy. Um, you're... It doesn't bother me, son, and I'm a lot older than you, so... Well, hang on, you just phoned up to complain about me getting you booted off Twitter, yeah, so... I think it's pathetic, because it's OK for you... Well, I didn't threaten you with the physical... rest of the idiots on TalkSport, Talk Radio... Get the station right. 
That doesn't matter. I've, I, I did get the station right. You didn't. You said talk sport. And uh, I said talk radio straight after it. So well, don't I just... So you got it wrong. Me. You got it wrong and you corrected yourself. That's progress. No, I never got anything wrong. You did. Son. You said talk sport. No, I said talk I'm not, sport I... and... No, you didn't say and. You said talk sport, talk radio. You didn't say Whatever. and. Whatever. Just accuracy is correct. When is is really important when you're putting forward... Um, an argument. Listen, I didn't threaten you with physical violence. You didn't have the brains to have engage in a in a witty debate. You you got physical. Witty. You got abusive. Well, on your station, witty. This was on Twitter, not on the station. Doesn't matter. Well, well, it does because that's what we're actually talking about. But you're doing it now on your yeah. We but but I was referring radio station, dude. I know this is really tough concept for you to grasp. Yeah. I was referring about the thing that had happened earlier in the past mm-hmm. when we weren't on the radio. Okay, that's what I was referring to. Okay, you got it. Yes, I've got it. Okay, so so what so what's your beef? Why are you so angry, Steve? Chill out, man. I'm always chilled. You don't sound very chilled. And threatening people to put your face in, hashtag no, winker. No, you just me. I've got no grace. No, you know what? You're right. If someone's annoying you, threaten to punch them. <laughs> no, the thing is, I could back it up as well. Oh, he's a tough guy! Uh, so so what? So what? You you could beat me in a fight? Yeah, probably. So what? I could, I've could. i read more books than you. You know, it's, it's a different world. So what actually have you done in your life that's better than me? <laughs> probably, probably nothing, Steve. You are a better man than I. I'm not saying that I am. I'm not a better man than anybody. I'm just the same as anybody else. No, I think you're slightly worse than everybody else. But never mind. Why Listen, is that? dude, why what, is that? dude, because why are you so angry tonight? I'm man? not angry. Well, you're very angry, Steve. You're coming across. Coming across as angry, man, yeah. I'm not angry. Okay, I think... Listen, you're older than the language. Watch your language. All right, okay, sorry. Listen... But it was a joke. Yeah, okay, well then don't be so upset about it. You, you, you sound very, very tr- triggered, you little yeah, snowflake. Well, eventually I had to phone in, cos you kept on giving me your silly number, so I phoned my brother, he gave me the number, because right. you managed to get me banned for Twitter before I could actually... Got you timed out. It's, all, it's a timeout, snowflake. Don't, please, don't be so triggered. Come on. Snowflake? Pardon? What do you say? What? Huh? You call me Snowflake? Huh? What if I did? What if I did? You sound so triggered, man. No, I just think you're pathetic, mate. Okay, well, I'm not the one who's getting upset at being called a Snowflake. I'm not getting getting upset. You phone me back. You're paying for it. Yeah, we pay for it. That's how it works here. That's that's the way the show works. Well, that's good. Okay, so what were you getting so angry about on Twitter? You're very, very um, angry. What, it, what, to start with? What? Ah, right, okay. Now I can remember. You, had, you, you had can remember now. Work. And now he can remember. Okay. Do you want a cup of coffee to go with that, Steve? No, 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 no. Okay. I'll just drink beer. Okay, um, yeah, I know. I can tell. I can smell it from here. Did you? I could smell your ass for here as well, but... Why are, you sm- why are you smelling my ass for? That's a bit weird. Stop Is sniffing it? my bum hole, you dirty boy. Oh, oh, shut up, Ian. This... Why do you have to make so much... See, you're like Durham. On... Cleverer than you. Yeah, I know. Thanks for your call, Steve. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we got that dump as well. It ended for those... <laughs> for those who missed it, it ended with him telling me to F off and hanging up. Who'd have thought it? Who'd have thought? I don't want to say anything 
And this is the tagline to the video. I don't want to say anything, but that guy was a listener to the two mics. They're not the brightest listeners in the world. You stay tuned to Talk Radio, guys, where we have intelligent listeners. 03444991000. That's my favourite call in a long, long time. Why did he want to smell my bum? That came from nowhere. Did you call me a snowflake? Huh? He wasn't angry, though. Fine. He wasn't angry. Very relaxed. Two F-bombs in a four-minute, five-minute phone call. Um, very, very angry. And it, 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 I think he's, he was born in 66. That's, um, I think, 64. Because his Twitter handle's got 1964 in it. So he's 10 years older than me. So he's, 40, he's 55, 54, 55. 54, yeah. And um, he's really upset that he's just got a little time out. It'll be 12 hours, 24 hours. From Twitter, a grown man, very upset. Just Steve, just have a think about what you said about the threats of physical violence and how that can um, can impact on you. Can I just say as well, but really uh, interesting, really really sad story in the paper yesterday. Matthew Wright, one of the presenters um, on this station, admitting that he has got PTSD since as a result of leaving his lightweight, uh, fluffy, uh, daytime panel chat show. It caused That show caused him PTSD. And, Matthew, I think that's karma. Just imagine how bad your guests felt when they were booked on there to talk about one thing and then lied to four times uh, and then relentlessly questioned about something they didn't want to talk about and the, the guests politely declined to talk about it until you kept pushing, like, I don't know, an a-hole... Um, causing them to walk off quite, quietly and politely and respectfully during the break. And you've got PTSD? I feel sorry for your guests! Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Good evening, George. Good evening. Now, you're not going to start throwing S- uh, F-bombs around, are you? I never do. Good, good. <laughs> um... I've had trouble with my phone. I've not been able to tune into your program at all. So how's everything been going? It's been a really good, very friendly, warm, loving show so far. I'm very, very proud of it. And at 20 past 11, we got a professor on to talk JFK. Oh, good. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Conspiracy theories, I suppose. No, um, scientific evidence this time. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Um... I've been working or just started working on, on a song I'd like to... Please sing it. No, I'm not going to sing it. Oh. It's... it's, it's uh, I've got the... It's going to be structured. It's going to be made up of 132 words, rhyming words. Uh, all of them end with the letters T-I-C. Tick. Yeah, and, it, and it's going to be called Ticks in time. Tick, tick, ticks in time. No, just. Oh, you were stammering. Sorry, apologies. Was I? No. Ticks in time, and I've got the first. It's going to be thirty-three lines or or words in in quartets, so to speak, and I've got the first and uh, and the last line, and I'd like to put it out there. And, and anyone can fill in the other 31 lines. Do the work yourself, you lazy poet! 
No, no, it's it, it, <laughs> lazy it's... poet. <laughs> that's a great, that's a great insult. You're such a lazy poet. Okay, go on, go on. Uh, so the first line is optimistic, quixotic, futuristic. Hang on, so all of the words have to end in tick. It's not just the last word of the of each line. No, all of all of the words. Well, then it's just it must, well, then it's not a poem. It's just like a shopping list. No, it's a poem. It's, 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 it's poetry. There's, uh, I think, 3,016 3, words that end in ticks. So, so I'm saying we're only looking for uh, 132. And as I say, the first line is optimistic, quixotic, futuristic, hypnotic. Brexit, no. And the last line is... The last line is... Altruistic, oh. dramatic. You want thirty? You want thirty? So thirty-two lines of just words that end in tick. Lunatic. I've got, I've got one. Lunatic. Yep. Yeah, that's okay. But but but. Uh, but you need you need like another. Hang on. So how many words are in each line? Four. Four. So you want pedantic. Uh, Thirty-six. You want a hundred and twenty. You want a hundred and twenty words written for you. Uh, Lazy git. No, I'm doing a version myself. I, I, I just imagine lots and lots of versions. And, and Whoa, uh, Sam is uh, typing on the screen. Hit screen. His lyrics rival yours. What are you talking about, man? I'm a, I'm a, I'm the new Bob Dylan. I'm Bob Dylan reincarnated, and he's not even died yet. So can I give you the last line? Please do, please do, George. Then we're going to go to the news. Go on. Okay, uh, altruistic, dramatic, bombastic. Pluralistic. Mega bombastic. Ecstatic. Okay. All right, George, it's out there. It's in the universe. It exists. Let's see how many people can be bothered to finish your poem, you lazy poet. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. It wasn't half bad. 
Show dissecting that. Yes. People got furious. Oh, I think it's because we didn't finish the last verse. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Coming up in a few minutes, we're going to speak to Professor Joe Lavens about his new book called JFK: The Indisputable Evidence. Fifty-five years ago today, JFK was blown away. Oh, hang on. Well, I don't know what this is. It's an advert. Where's the thing? Ah! Can we stop that? Stop it. Good. Okay. Right. Fifty-five years ago today, JFK was blown away. This is a recording of what happened that day. There we go. Um, so, uh, so that's good. Um, oh, in the meantime, if you want to give us a call about JFK or anything else, you're very, very welcome to. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the uh, telephone number. Asking if anyone's ever had a bargain. I saw someone had tweeted they'd had, they bought a bag for two pounds they thought it was a fake louis vuitton but it's a a real real it was amy yeah it was a real one a car boot sale you don't believe that you think she's lying you think she's a liar i think she i think she could be lying or telling the truth it's one of the two yeah definitely but you think it's a lie i think that maybe um amy are you lying no i'm not saying she's lying kathy's saying you're lying and i'm i'm Uh, someone might be but someone might not be well how would you know it was a real one because it's got the logo on the outside. <laughs> How would you know? I don't know. Do Workmanship, I guess. But my sister used to be cabin crew. And she used to bring some excellent fakes back from Hong Those Kong. Those Chinese are very, very clever. Yeah, very thorough. And they even came in, like, the proper bags and stuff. You know, the sort of care bags and things. You know, in, like, Hong Kong and China and Pakistan, to a certain extent, you get, like, fake PlayStations called, like, PlayStation and... PlayStation and stuff like that, and they look like PlayStations, and they, I don't know if they play PlayStation games or not, I don't know, but but they're very clever, the Chinese, Yeah, and yet all they can do is turn that, that skill and intelligence towards making hooky copies. Why don't they come up with their own ideas? They come up with quite Name a one idea the Chinese have come up with! Fireworks, pasta. Uh, right, first of all, fireworks come from Tesco, pasta is Italian, next? <sighs> next? Sweet and sour? Racist. Oh three four 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 nine nine or one thousand is the telephone number. They don't do sweet, sweet and sour properly over there. Have you ever had sweet and sour in China? I've never did, been to China. Well, you should go. It's disgusting. Not the country. Uh, when we went there, did we they went... invent China? Like bone China? No, they didn't actually. No, but they uh, no, they didn't. When we went there, we went to visit Tiananmen Square, and it was boarded up. 
was boarded up. Tiananmen Square was boarded up. Why? Because it was none of your business. I think so. Uh, I went to the Forbidden City. Have you seen? There's a film I've not seen for a long time. I want to see Last it. Emperor. Yeah. Best film. Mate. I love it. Isn't it? Isn't it a movie? It's beautiful. Oh, I used to have that on VHS. I don't think I've got it on VHS anymore. I think I've got a DVD. What a movie. Speaking of movies, this Sunday at two o'clock in King's Cross, we're showing American movie, funny, funny, funny documentary from 1999 about two guys trying to make a movie. And I don't think the director's going to join us because he, he said, message me a couple of days before and I'll let you know. And I've, t- I've WhatsApped him and texted him and he's not replied. Um, the star of the film, Mike Borshat, did reply to me and say, nah, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not getting involved in this. I need to reply to him because I will try and get him on the show, actually. I think I'd get him on the radio show. To talk about stuff he's made himself. To talk about stuff he's made himself. Yeah, definitely. And I, 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 so actually, yeah, I will reply to him, um, tomorrow and get and see if we can get him, invite him on the show. But I look, wonder whether he'd come on to talk about the stuff he's done himself on Sunday. If we phrase it like that, rather than talking about American movie. You know what? That's a really clever way around a problem. Um, because we can say, you know, obviously now we're all curious about you. What are you up to? Uh, yeah. Uh, his email is, Ian, hope you're doing well. Unfortunately, I don't get into anything to do with projects I myself didn't make. It's just not for me. But if ever there is interest in my real work in years to come, I'm down. Say strong and successful like you are. Best mark. No, that to me sounds like a... That sounds to me... I think it's worth asking. He'll only say no again. That's fine. I don't want to to annoy the guy. Why? Well, because I like being liked by people. kissing you off. And I said kissing. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Anyway, if you want tickets, uh, to be honest, there's loads. ianlee.com slash event ianlee.com slash event it's Tuesday, uh, it's 2 o'clock, not Tuesday it's 2 o'clock this Sunday and you would be very, very welcome to come and join us we'll watch a film, we'll have a laugh, we'll make noise the bar is open throughout the film, you can shout, you can cheer we're going to bring sweets, we'll do a song at the start and there'll be some prizes and I'll have a load of Imani Coppola CDs which you can come and buy for a tenner, cheaper than you'll get anywhere else so that's got to be good news hasn't it? So what have we talked about so far? JFK, we've talked about movies, we've um, talked about conspiracy theories, we've talked about, has anyone ever got a real bargain? Catherine, what have you got in your little thing? I'm going to send Mark an email. Are you dating a psychopath? No, a sociopath. These are the signs to look out for, from being charming to struggling to hold down a job. The Aussie psychologist Dr Marnie Lishman has revealed the dating red flag, so please make a note. Sociopaths can be irrational, aggressive, dangerous and often feel no guilt about hurting others. But on the flip side, they can also be incredibly charming, charismatic and excellent liars. Research has shown as many as 1 in 25 people have the traits of a sociopath. So are you dating one? Speaking to female, Aussie psychologist Dr Marnie Lishman has revealed the signs to look out for. So it's a little bit of, little bit of psychological fun diagnosing people. Um, she warns that sociopaths often have a form of antisocial personality disorder and can harm others without even realising it, often with no remorse. So here we go. First, first sign to look out for, the charm offensive. Is your partner overly generous with his compliments? It may seem flattering, but sociopaths are very good at turning on the charm to get people to like them. Dr Lishman says they do appear functional and are often charming and successful, but deep down they are unconsciously driven by shame and guilt. 
Two, work-shy worries. A sociopathic personality can cause a whole range of problems in the workplace, meaning someone may struggle to hold down a job. Uh, Dr Lishman explained they may be often quite ruthless with staff, show a blatant disregard for team members, lack empathy as well as being hard to connect with. They also may be guilty of blaming others when things don't go right, breaking rules, not coming across as a team player and generally pushing the boundaries. If your partner's been fired or quit several jobs seemingly out of nowhere, it may be a reason to be concerned. See, these things kind of flare up with everybody, don't they? I mean, maybe not all of them. I wasn't listening. No. I was emailing Mark Borchardt. That's fine. Talking about, uh, if, are you going out with a sociopath? I'm not going out with anyone. Manipulation and control are two of the defining characteristics of a sociopath, but of course it's harder to realise it's happening to well, you. Well, hang on. There are elements of, of manipulation and control exactly. it, from each partner in every relationship to varying degrees. Exactly. So, like, the first one was, uh, are they showering you with compliments to get what they want? Uh, yeah, that's kind of what happens at the beginning of a relationship, isn't Sharing it? you with compliments to get what you want? Well, that's... Romance. <laughs> Arguably. Well, no, hang on. Because if you're going out with someone, you will pay them compliments because you, you want... You want them to feel good. You want them to feel good so that they will, so that they will continue the relationship mm-hmm. with you, which might mean sex, it might mean going out for a meal, it might just mean sitting and watching... That's... This isn't... This isn't... Unless I'm a sociopath. In which case, this is nuts. Well... Uh, if your partner's been fired or quit several jobs seemingly out of nowhere, it may be reason to be concerned. Uh-oh, there we go. That's me. <laughs> That's me. Battle of the sexes. Sociopaths tend to share the above traits, but men and women express themselves differently in other ways. Female sociopaths tend to express more emotions and can come across as nurturing, attentive and flirty, but are generally more manipulative. Nurturing, attentive and flirty is nice, isn't it? Ian, have we lost you? Ian's getting his guns out. What are you doing? You carry on. I've, just I've come to the end of my list. I think that I might have to add something on here if, if they suddenly break out into two tickets for the gun show in the middle of a conversation, which they've not really been paying attention to, to be honest. I mean, this is happening. This is a 45-year-old man flexing for the cameras, which may or may not be picking it up. But still, it's making him feel good, and that's what counts. Oh, no. What are you getting out now? <laughs> Showing the guns. The right gun there has been flexed. Yeah, he's not a new man. There's armpit hair there. All right, now he's... Oh, God, now he's getting his pecs out. I think that's what we call them. Very tiny nipples, I've noticed with Ian. Oh, there you go, some flexing flexing sounds happening. Oh, don't, 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 because that he's taking a squat position and I know what that generally means. I'm just going to move out of the way. That done now. Sorry, I just there was a camera in front of me, and I just thought I'm looking. I'm looking quite buff, so I've rolled my sleeves up, and I'm. Um, I like my sleeves like this. We keep the sleeves like this. I look like a bad boy. I need a packet of smokes. I mean, this, one, this, this look like a packet of smokes if I roll it up in there. No, looks like your wallet. 
Like James, James. It's like you've uh, got a sandwich in your in your sleeve. Like James Dean, isn't it? Yo, uh, it's the cool. It's uh, ah, it's, it's, screw you guys. Late night conversation worth losing sleep over. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Eight, five, four. Right, let's call Professor Joe Lavens. We've had him on before. Friend of the show, I think it's fair to say. Hello Been there. on the show several times. Hello, is that? Can I speak to um, Professor Joe Lavens, please? That is me. Is that Ian? Hi. Yes, it is, uh, Professor. It's lovely to talk to you. You're live on the air. We've had a little. I've just got to say this. I know you know this, but the rules of the British radio are: we've had a right. little bit of bad language this evening. So I just have to remind all of our guests and contributors, please. Um, okay, I understand that. Lay off the curses. Catherine is here Certainly. with me. Hello there. Good evening. Hello, Joe. Profe- uh, Professor, sorry. Yeah, it's it's great to have you on, Joe. Whereabouts are you in the world at this uh, this precise moment oh, in time? I, I, I'm in London. I'm in oh. London at a, a symposium, and I'm, I'm just here. I'm just down the road. I'm staying at the Langham Hotel. Oh, fantastic. So you, I just had some nice dinner, and uh, I'm upstairs. I'm just waiting to speak to you. Uh, oh, and that's your, um, well, I'm part. I'm, I'm, I'm here partly on a tour to advertise uh, my book. Uh, that the, the, the JFK indisputable evidence, which is uh, precisely about John F. Kennedy. Of course, it's uh, 55 years since he was assassinated at the Dealey Plaza in, yeah. in Dallas. It's well, before we a, before we get to your theory on it. Pardon, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Before we get to your theory on it, I just wondered why do you think? For me, it's the greatest mystery of all time, and I'm fascinated yes, by it. Yes, sir. Why do you think that 55 years later? People are still talking about JFK. Well, I think he was a great man. I think that at the moment, certainly, we don't have a president that many people are proud of. And I think that, of course, as you say, it's it's one of the most incredible, compelling stories. Who was he killed by? There's so many people that uh, you can point the finger at. Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald is certainly one of them, although he did not shoot John F. Kennedy. Wow, already, that already, that's... Oh, yeah. Because I don't know much about it, but that's that in itself is quite controversial. Oh, I don't know. If you if you look up the assassination of JFK, there's there's plenty, plenty uh, information on people, uh, you know, on, on people's beliefs on who did actually kill him. Uh, so um, my particular interest, uh, given what we've spoken about before, won't surprise you to hear that there is an extraterrestrial um, connection, if you like, to, to what happened to John F. Kennedy. Okay, well, that's it's interesting you said that. Do you mind, we've got some callers, um, Professor, including um, Sally, who phones the show a lot. And Sally, I think it's fair to say um, mm-hmm. that you're a, you're a John F. Kennedy groupie. Yeah, I've been... Uh, well, even though he's dead. In... Sorry? Even though he's dead, you'd, you'd, you'd be, you're a groupie. Uh, well, not a groupie. I'm just interested in it. So okay. I wouldn't yep. say groupie. Right. No, yeah, he's yep. dead. Yep. But yeah, Hello, I've been reading Sally. about Hello, it for Sam. about 30 years. Hi, Joe. Can I call Hi, you Joe? Is... Yes, you can, of course. What What is your contention as as to what happened to John F. Kennedy? Oh, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm more interested do you think, in, what, do you think, in uh, what you think. Do you think Harvey Oswald, Lee Harvey Oswald killed him because because joe is saying categorically no oh no sir no sir no you're Um, saying yeah Mm. i think there was some involvement but i don't think that he was alone in doing it no 
Okay, well, there have been many, many uh, the people, the, the, the listeners of the grassy knoll, that someone with a, an umbrella, uh, Rafael Cruz, um, during his presidential campaign, Donald Trump insinuated that Senator uh, Ted Cruz's father was uh, connected with the assassination. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. Wow. Uh, the CIA, uh, uh, the mafia, the, the KGB, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson. The Cubans. Even, uh, J- Jackie Kennedy herself, the Cubans. Um, what I'm interested in is not so much the Illuminati, which is another one that, that people have, have um, uh, pinpointed, if you yeah. like. Um, it is my contention, and Sally, I don't know if you, you look this up, you only have to look up JFK and aliens. But right. he had certainly dug deep to see whether aliens uh, had come to uh, America, to, to our planet beyond the celestial realm. And Sorry? as you'll know from my previous, the celestial realm, uh, you'll know from my previous book, Dawn of the Hybrid Superspecies, it is my contention that an alien came down and done it with a monkey. And so are these they the are ones that have the willies on their head? A bigger pun? The willies on their head. Uh, there was a proboscis, yeah. Yeah, there was a proboscis. So for those who missed you, you were on the show before, Professor, you, your theory is, and you actually had photographic... That's Hello? Sally's smoke alarm. <laughs> Sally, the smoke alarm is not right! You're on. You <laughs> actually had photographic evidence that proved okay. that an alien came down from space, and what was it? Done it with a monkey. And that's how humans yeah. started. That is That is correct. And you think, do you think that those aliens, what, shot John F. Kennedy? Is that that what you think? No, no, that is not not my contention that they did that. I think that certainly um, Harvey Oswald (laughs) was trying to shoot John F. Kennedy. Uh, in it, the Dealey Plaza. It's but my gosh, no, is... Don't shoot him in the Dealey Plaza. <laughs> Go for the head. It's much more polite. No, 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 no. That's, that's amusing. But no, my contention Sorry. is that the, 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 the alien uh, species wanted uh, John F. Kennedy to install them in the, in the White House. What what um, Lee Harvey Oswald's um, position was is not really my concern. No. I'm saying that the aliens stopped three bullets, and that is uh, precisely what the uh, commission, the Warren Commission, said that he shot three times i'm saying that they uh prevented somehow the bullets reaching him i've looked at all the people who could have done it william robert greer who was driving uh the people in the front you know his wife um you know leon certainly wasn't it certainly wasn't the cia and i'm saying that it was john f kennedy himself who shot his own head up right i'm saying that jfk himself shot himself in the head Wow, this is a theory I've not... This is a unique Well, theory. it's one that so, you've certainly never heard so before. So you're saying and... that, 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 yes, Lee Harvey Oswald fired two, possibly three bullets. Yes, three bullets, yes. The sir. aliens put up, like, an invisible force field or something to stop those bullets hitting JFK, and that... at exactly the same time, JFK decided to commit suicide. Oh, oh, what you don't understand, I mean, uh, wow. what had been happening to John F. Kennedy at the time. I mean, uh, the aliens certainly got hold of him, attaching orbs to um, his balls and that. And I think that he certainly was on some kind of uh, mind, different mind plane to the rest of us. And he knew exactly what was happening. Right. Okay. okay. So, so, he... 
Could I could I just point out that there wasn't three bullets shot that day, and that the, in fact the House um, Committee for Assassinations have a recording that there was at least four and up to six bullets shot that day. Interesting. What do you say to that? Tell, uh, tell, tell the aliens that. Tell the aliens that. They, they're the well, ones. No, you're the one. You're the one um, spouting this. So well, you, you're spouting yeah. it. You, you seem to know there are four bullets. Were you there? I mean, are you entirely listening? <laughs> well, no. There's a recording. What? There's, a, there's, a, there's an actual recording of the shooting. Well, okay, Sally, can I ask... Let me ask you a question, OK? Mm. Pay close attention, OK, to this. Yeah. How many shots yeah. were... How many shots were fired then? Well, I heard five. Are you saying that that's the recording? No. What can I'm, you play what? it again and we'll count them yeah. up? How many shots are fired? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven... Right, so how many shots were fired there? Nine. Six. I'll tell you something, no shots were fired then. I was just clicking the button on a computer. Oh, that, yeah. That was a recording. So no <laughs> shots were fired. So what it goes to... what I don't, I don't know, Joe, if I'm treading on your toes here. That just goes to show you can't trust your own ears. You can't trust your own ears, Sally. No shots were fired then. There'll be blood everywhere or I'll get in trouble. I think the problem is that we've been conditioned over these 55 years to um, be very negative about new thinking on this because we've swallowed the government's line, haven't we? And this is precisely what my book is doing. It's offering new thinking. I don't know why you don't appreciate what I'm trying to say. Um, Now, you say the book is called, JFK, The Indisputable Indisputable Evidence. Evidence. What is is the evidence that is indisputable? Well, I have, uh, you know, earlier I I sent you um, a scan of a diagram that shows the trajectory of uh, the rifle from the uh, book depository uh, at 34 degrees. It shows the car going at 50 miles per hour and the uh, precise angle of JFK. The gun, my contention Mm. is, was 17 degrees pointed at his own head. And if you wanted to share that with some of your listeners, I think that's pretty conclusive. Uh, okay, I'm just going to... Well, the car was travelling at 11 I'm miles per hour, that, so... I'm tweeting that oh, now. Oh, you seem... No, that's not, not true. It was 15 well, miles per hour. It's in the Warren Commission, and it's also in the uh, the investigation in 1978. I got, well, I got one, one word. Uh, the, the Warren Commission, aliens. The Warren Commission, sorry, what? A- aliens. Oh, it was aliens, right? Okay. Can I ask? Can I ask Sally? Because mm. um, I know you know a lot about this. Can I ask how many books on this subject have you had published? Who me? Yes, you, Sally. Yes. Oh, 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 none. Stop you there. Oh, and, 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 so, okay, stop you there. Publish my you, own. Okay, yeah. Stop you there. Okay. Joe, can I ask how many books on JFK have you had published, and how many books in I've, total have you had published? Well, I've had two books published on this subject, and I've had five published on. Aliens and um, extraterrestrial uh, activity. So, Sally, I think that kind of um, kind oh, of shows, right. shows that he's probably a little bit closer yeah, to the so. truth. Mm. How did you, oh, Sally? I'm going to cut you off because you're, you're, no. you're creating. A, mm. Yeah, yes, mm. yes, love. You're creating a negative a- atmosphere. Um, I mean, I, I expect it is quite hard for people to understand this, but the test world is, is nuts and that. And I think that he 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 really was trying to install them in government. And they were trying to force that too. So that's my contention. How did you get this? Where did you get this evidence from, Job? Because because we know that the the stuff has been destroyed. Stuff is remaining in the vault. Trump earlier in the year was going to release all this stuff and then bottled it. So how did you get this stuff? 
Okay, I'm going to say something now that is going to freak you out. And it's something, if you came to my book tour, it's something that I talk about. And it came to me a variety of of ways. I've been in CIA archives. I've spoken to Alan Dulles, who was the director of the CIA under Kennedy's presidency. Wow. I've spoken to a lot of of people, but the the main person I spoke to was an Indian called Khan. Sorry? An alien called Karn. Karn. He, Karn. He does Klan. not. How are you spelling? Karn. How are you spelling K-A-R-N. Karn. 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 Yeah, he he came to me and I've met him. He won't be known by that name, but he is installed in the American government. Karn. If you're just going to be stupid about it, All right? And he told me that. They got all his bald holes, and then they attached orbs to it and squeezed. And that is why he knew that he was in trouble with the aliens, Khan and his friends. My name is Khan. Um, are you not worried that you're put... Because I'm, I'm guessing these aliens are still out there. Are you not worried it's, that you're... Who just said my name is Khan? Sorry? Who said that? Who said my name is Khan? Nobody. Who I said that? Nobody. You're going to be silly about it. I'm no. just telling you what Karn said. Oh, okay, it's fine. Um, right. <coughs> very dusty in this studio. Are you not worried, Joe, no. that you are putting your own life at risk here? That, that, that maybe there's an alien Jack Ruby out there that's going to come up and laser you? Oh, oh Jack Jack Ruby was an alien. Was he really? Jack, Jack Ruby was an alien. Wow. Jim Lavelle, you know, the guy you see the homicide detective with the white hat, he's an alien. Yep. Another bad hat, he's, he's basically um, passing signals to, wow. to um, a craft that Karn tells me is just, just hovering above his stratosphere. Oh, have no no problem about that. I, I that, 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 that that is a given. Yeah, but the question I asked was: Are you not afraid for your own life now that you're getting the indisputable evidence out there? Well, no, because Karn is looking after me, and I meet Karn every now and then, and he he tells me My what's happening. My name is Karn. Now, who said that? Who said that about Karn just then? I just heard that. Someone just said my name is Karn. Wait. Did I, did you hear that? I heard it. I didn't hear anything. No. Where do you meet? Where do? <coughs> where do you meet Karn? Karn came to meet me at MIT. Hello, well, the, the furniture place. No. No, oh, Karn that's is MI, MFI. Massachusetts Institute of uh, Massachusetts Institute of Technology is where. Okay. What Karn. does he look like? He looks, he's, well, he looks pretty like anyone else. Okay. But he's got alien, he's got tentacles and something. He's got a tentacle coming out of his... And when he came in, when he when he first introduced himself to you, what did he say? Well, my name is Khan. Right, who said that? Someone just said my name is Khan. I that think- is what he said. Okay, well, that's, you're probably just imagining it. It's probably the voice in your head imagining it. Ten, is it what tentacles wear? Coming out of his anus, curling up. Oh. And when he's pleased to see it, they curl right up. And when he's angry, they curl right back out again. He'd be very angry with you now. I think we've got to leave it. Joe, listen, it's always great to talk to you. Professor Joe Lavens.
The book is called JFK, The Indisputable Beautiful Evidence. evidence. Um, that's right. Uh, what are you working on next, Joe? What's the, what's the next big project for you? I'm going to do a book with Karn. And we're going to come there and we're going to present it on your show. And it's all about... My name is Karn. No, no, no. I, I, I'm not bringing Karn if you're going to say my name is Karn. You just said my name is Karn. I didn't say anything, Joe. I'm just listening. Well, someone did. Someone did. Karn would be very, very welcome here yes. as long as he's kept well, his tentacles. very angry. Clean. His tentacles have gone curl out of his anus and smack you in the face. Okay. Well, Joe, it's lovely. My name is Karn. Yeah, I, I heard that again. Okay. My name is Karn. Someone's just said my name is Karn. Okay. Joe, it's lovely to talk to you. I guess the book is available from all good bookshops and online, yes, Amazon, is. and all of those kind of places. That's right. HarperCollins. I'm on a tour at the moment. Okay. And I'm, I'm going back soon. But thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Joe. Great to talk to you. Thanks a lot. Take care. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you, Joe. There we go. Bye-bye. That's Professor Joe Lavens with his unique theory. Go and check his book out, JFK. The Indisputable Evidence. My name is Khan. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The th- the psychology behind Black Friday is it makes you think. Oh, oh, I might as well because I'm thinking. Was oh, there anything I want? No. <laughs> come come in. <laughs> no, there's nothing I want. But I'm thinking. Oh, maybe I'll have a little look. See, I don't trust the prices on Amazon mm-hmm. at all, and I'll tell you for why. Uh, I, you know, I've got this tiny little record label, Seven A Records, that me and my friend Glenn do. Hello? Is that me? <laughs> my stomach. I think that was me. I felt that in me. Was it? I think that was me. It was yeah. me. And, um, and we make CDs. And do you know what? I, I, I know so little about how this company runs that I run. I don't know how much we sell the CDs for, but I think we sell the CDs for around um, like 450 or something. So we get this, and albums we sell for more, but we sell them for like 450 or 450 or something like that. And then we have a company that then sells them to places. So we've got this Imani Coppola CD out, right? Which is like this sort of greatest hits thing. And so we got it for four fifty. Made it. We sell it for four fifty, and it costs us something like it costs us something like three pounds fifty to make. It's a very rough cost. It costs us three pounds fifty to make per CD in terms of licensing the tracks and the art and everything. And we sell it for four pound fifty. So we get like a quid a CD. Probably a little bit more than that actually. Um. And then they get sold to Amazon and they get sold to all these different places and they then put their own prices on. So Amazon are selling this CD that we have sold to them for £4.50. They're selling it for £21.99. £21.99. And we we can write to them and say, you've got that, that pricing's a little bit crazy. But they, they're under no obligation to change it. They make up their own price. So they think they can get a profit of 16 quid or whatever it is per CD. Now, there's another place that's selling it, Key Mail Order. And there it's eleven ninety nine, which makes sense. So we, of course, point everyone to the cheapest place. And people go, well, but we want to go to the place that gets you the most money. And we say, no, no, we've made our money. We've, we've, we have made our money by selling it to them. If, if a place sells out and puts in another order, then we get more money. But uh, when you buy it, we don't get any of that money. We've got that money already. And so Amazon put on their own 
crazy prices. Now, the thing for a small... that Normally, Amazon in this country, prices have been quite good for us. But this is insane. And how it hurts us is most people buy their music now on, on Amazon, right? And they go on Amazon. If they're just scrolling through or if they buy something and it recommended recommended this Imani Coppola album they go oh I'll have a look at that oh it's 22 quid I don't think I bother so we we lose all of the kind of casual listen which is what the the complicated point I'm trying to make is anytime I see a price on Amazon now you check it I go and look somewhere else I go and look go and look elsewhere and see if I can get it cheaper um or see see if amazon are kind of hitting the standard price or if they're way below sometimes you do get bargains on there sometimes it is the cheapest place and sometimes you pay a little bit extra because you want the convenience of having it the next day okay well, i'm cool and with that you pay for amazon prime yeah, so yeah, yeah. it becomes your go to but if it? it's like if it's if it's something i don't need urgently and it's a, like 2 quid or more i'll i'll go to the other i'll go to the other place but this is all a very convoluted way of me saying i don't trust um, I don't trust Amazon. I don't trust them. I don't trust their prices that they make. So if they do a Black Friday and say, whoa, this is on sale, you 20% off, that doesn't mean anything. That's not tangible. I can't feel that or know how real it is. No business is going to do themselves down to be nice to you. So it's always going to be in their favour. It is. So I don't understand Black Friday. But my, part of my brain is thinking, oh, I'll have a little look. I'll have a little look online and see if I can find any... Ba- Maybe I'll get some bargains for Christmas. Maybe I'll treat myself. The way I look at it is this. If you're going to buy it anyway, it doesn't hurt to have a look. Yeah. But I wouldn't go on and browse because that is where the danger lies. You'll see things that you, you know, oh, yeah, look at that, 50% off. If anyone is um, getting horny for Black Friday, do let me know. Because I imagine there are people that have got, like, computer programs running oh. to, to ping off the bargains to them. I never understood the next sale um, craziness. My friend Sanch goes every single time, and she'll stand outside from, like, 5 o'clock in the morning waiting for next to open. I never understood that. But she swears by it. Well, it's a strange old world. I, the, 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 the thing, I only ever buy my clothes now from Gap because they fit. I know the shirts and the trousers are going to fit. And if you sign up to them... <laughs> Perpetual vouchers. But every, every day I get a voucher. And normally it's like, you've got 20, 20% off. You've got to, or or it's, it's, not, it's very specific. You've got 30% off new lines. Or you've got uh, 25% off... So I, I tend to ignore those. But every now and then, once every two weeks or so, you've got 40% off everything. Well, I fancy a new shirt. I don't need one. But if you, you say you're giving me 40% off... Well, I'll go and buy a couple of new shirts then. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. That, to me, is a bargain. That, those are bargains. But you probably spend what you would have spent on one thing. So you might buy two shirts for 20 quid rather than one for £40. Pounds. Yeah, yeah. But you're still spending the 40 quid you were going to spend. Yeah. Um, listen, we've started doing phone-in topics and no one goes for them. And that's fine. You know, we've, we've trained you not to go for the phone-in topics. And that's, that's groovy. But... If there, if you are listening to this and you're getting excited at the thought of Black Friday, I mean, it, I suppose it starts in 14 minutes, but it's probably started. It probably started yesterday or Monday or something. I don't really understand. Some of it's it. been going on for a week already. If someone could phone up and explain it, it, it is there something I should be uh, looking for? I'm kind of thinking I might get. I kind of, I'm thinking of presents, Christmas presents for the boys, okay? And I've got um, a few things. But they, the, the, for the first time ever, they've asked 
for specific CDs, right? So my youngest wants some George, uh, George Ezra, so I bought him the two George Ezra albums. And my eldest asked for an Ed Sheeran. So I bought him an Ed Sheeran and I bought him a Now Music. So they've got the same number. And I will probably buy them each. I will buy them each. A classic. Like, I might get one of them, the Kinks' greatest hits, and one of them, I don't know, the Mamas and the Papas' greatest hits. Something like that. So they've got mm-hmm. a classic as well to go with that crap that they want now. And I think, well, maybe I'll get them a little cheap CD player to have in the room so when they're in bed, you know, they tend to sleep in the same bed at the moment because they're scared of my house. They think it's haunted, which it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I might get them a little... But would I get a che- will I get a bargain cheap CD player as a Christmas present? I think they're cheap anyway now, aren't well, they? Well, they are. Like CD players are like 25 quid, aren't they? Maybe just... I don't know. It's very complicated. Oh, three, four, four. 499-1000 is the phone number. This is The Late Night Alternative, weeknights uh, from 10 o'clock with me, Ian Lee, and Catherine Boyle. It is a phone-in show, unlike any other phone-in show, in that we uh, sometimes we get guests on, but we just sit here and we chat, and you are welcome to pick up the phone at any point and join in the stuff that we're talking about. Or if you think what we're talking about is dull, you can phone in with your own things. If you think there is something important that we are missing... Um, then you can give us a call and tell us what you want to talk about, and, and we'll let most of, we'll let it most of it go. We even did Brexit the other day. Brexit's got boring again now, as, as, as often the case. The season opener, the first two episodes of the season are, are thrilling, and then it's kind of it goes into a funk. But I cannot wait for the end of season four. That's gonna that is gonna kick off. Uh, but you, the way it works is you phone up, the, we, we throw a few questions out, but you, you guys don't tend to go for the questions, and I get that, and that's cool. Uh, you phone up. You'll speak to Sam. He will take your name and number. He won't even ask you what you want to talk about. There's there's no screening process here, unlike any other um, radio show uh, or radio station. You know, you've you've kind of phone up and um, they go, what do you want to talk about? Um, Well, let's let's prove it. Look, hang on a second. This is what this is what would happen on a normal. um, This is what would happen on a normal radio show is that phone this phone doesn't always is that working why is uh... I don't know if my th- this phone is working let's try have I got the right number hang on a second spontaneity goes out of the uh... Oh, dearie, dearie me. Things we do. Um, yeah, that should be working. Why is that not... Um, why is not... Who's, whose number is that on line 13? What the hell is going on? Something, oh, line 13's dodgy. Well, OK. Well, the, the, line 12 has gone dodgy. What the hell is going on to the, the phones? Something very, very peculiar. All right, well let's 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 phone up Talksport then. Let's. I was going to phone LBC. This is this is um, what will happen if you phone up um, a radio station. Where's their number? Oh God, we're losing the we're losing the will to live. What, how can they not have? God, their website's even worse than our website. Have you seen the state of it? Mm-hmm. Here it is. Oh. Uh, oh, nuts. Nice. Nice oh, yeah. Contact Talksport Studio. Yeah. 
Skype. Hang on a second. It's my Skype. What the? Hello? Hello. This just came up as being live on Skype when I was listening to the show. So what, what, who am I talking to? You're talking to Ian Lee. Who am I talking to? Sloop John B. Okay, well, just Skyping in. People can, if people can Skype in if they want. Late, <clears throat> what is this? Are we on the late night alternative Skype? Can we do that? Well, you've done it. I, well, I have something I want to, I want to chew the fat about something. Okay, go on then. Fine, let's do it. Can I chew the fat? Let's chew the fat, man. Cool, let's, the do, 19, it. let's do this. The 1968 release, the self-titled album, The Beatles. You know it, don't you? Yes. It has a nickname. Yes. Do you know what the nickname is? Yes, it's known as the White Album. Yes, the nickname is the White Album. It's the nickname. Yes. So why do you deny it? I don't know what you. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, when I tweeted you recently and yeah. I said Macca himself yes. calls it the White Album, right. you said you didn't know what I was talking about. Ah, you were talking about the Beatles, were you? I don't know because it's it's not particularly accurate description. But there is no such album as the White Album. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, 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 no. Right. I'm right. Okay. I'm right. No, no. I'm right. And you know I'm right. Yeah, to a degree. No, no. To, yeah, to, to the nth. Degree. To the nth degree. I am right to the okay. nth degree. There is no such album as the White Album. Weird, but if Macca calls it the White Album himself, you know that bit I'm talking about when he talked about it being too long, and he went, "It's the White Album. Shut up." Right. But so you know that's not, but that's not that's Paul that's not Paul. Yes, it is it, on, on the anthology. Yeah, that's Paul. That's not Paul. Oh God, it's it's Macca. It's fake. Pa- right? It's fake Paul. Paul died. Yeah, what in nineteen sixty-seven in a motorbike accident? Sixty-six in a car crash. Okay, right, all right, okay. There I, is I'm no, there is there. no such album. As the White Album. It is a nickname. My favourite album oh. is Collage Around the Drum Kit Album. Yeah, Sergeant Pepper. Well done, well done. And, and uh, Dan Rayner came up with that line there. And so when I'm it comes to, to the Beach Boys, I like the one where they're sat on the golf course. you know that album? Uh, the Sunflower, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah uh, no, the there is, listen, there's no such album as the White Album. It's, I just think 50 years since that album, The, the Beatles, was released... Let's get the title right. Let's get the title right. This is how... Um, this is like Chinese Whispers. This is the longest game of Chinese Whispers ever. And I fully intend to win this game of Chinese Whispers. Everybody is shouting the White Album. And I'm going, no! It is called The Beatles! OK, Ian, if you, if you must be that way, then fine. Well, hang on a minute. But listen, Ian, can I just ask one more thing? No, it's not that way. One more it's, thing. It's, called, it's called being historically accurate. All right, OK. You're historically accurate. I think but I beat one you more there. Thing. You know you're talking about people getting people to call in. Yeah. Right. There's uh, a fan of the show. She works with me. She's called Pia, but we call her Pia the Crazy Dame. And she keeps telling me she's too scared to call in. Right. So I want to try to goad her on air. Goad her? Away you go. Goad. Yeah. Pia, you crazy Dane. Call in. What are you doing? And this is the point now, Ian, where you can cut me off. I'll be the judge of that. Oh, we can still keep going. Hello? You're still there. 
You're still keeping me on air? Yeah, sure. I'll be the judge of when I cut you off. Don't tell me when to cut oh, you off. I'll cut you off enough. when I want to cut oh, you oh, off. Oh, 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 all right, all right, all right. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, we can keep going. What do you want to talk about, Ian? No, I shall cut you off. Boring. Um, oh, you can just put the phone down there as well. 0344 And the Skype is open. And I think I, it's late night alternative if um, you want to call us. I mean, is that what it is? Late night alternative. If you want to Skype in, you come through on the Skype. Why the hell not? Why the hell not? Let's do it. Let's do this thing. Let's just take this to the next level. Let's keep it real. Um, we've got another hour of this before Paul Ross got... Nessie, now I'm too hot, so now the air, the aircon's going to have to come down because now I'm, I'm getting very dizzy. Um, Paul, uh, Paul Ross will be in at one o'clock, so we have another hour. We have a completely free switchboard. You can either call in or you can Skype in. The phone number to call is 03... Four 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 nine nine one thousand. Call will cost you pennies at most, probably free. You'll speak to Sam. He will take your name and number, and we'll give you a call back. Won't even ask you what you're talking about. Or if you want to Skype, I didn't realise my Skype was open, but it is late night alternative. Um, I'm going to say it all one word. I think that's what you type in and you uh, you find it and. Um, you come and you come and join us, and you talk on the air. It's as simple as uh, uh, as that. Coming up in the next hour, I want to talk about MasterChef, and well, not specifically about MasterChef. I want to know, can we? Right, because when MasterChef started, who used to present it? Um, was it one of the Rue brothers? Nope. No, no, no. God, you know this. Who used to present MasterChef? MasterChef. No, I don't know. Lloyd Grossman. Do you remember? No, he never. Yes, and here's the thing. MasterChef used to be completely different, completely different program. It was in a black studio. They had like three teams. Oh yes, and cook and cooking and because Lloyd- I'm Lloyd Grossman and he's like a food expert. Yeah. He used to be in a punk band as well, um, and he hosted. It was like a cooking competition. Was there an audience there? There may have even been an audience, but it was a completely different show. So I want to come up with a list. I can only think of one other. Top Gear. I want to come up with a list of shows that, if you were to c- compare their latest episode with their first episode, completely unrecognisable. Because Top Gear was like a serious kind of motoring magazine before it became all ladsy. Mm-hmm. Um, so 0344 499 Can we come up with a list of TV shows that have completely changed from their original formats? JFK, Black Friday, loads of stuff. This is the Late Night Alternative weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
fair and handsome girl She's all in her tender years She fell in love with a sailor boy And it's true that she loved him well For to go off to sea with him Like she did not know how She longed to see that seaport town Called Kennedy Isle So she bargained with a young sailor boy It's all for a piece of gold Straightway then he led her All down into the hold Saying I'll dress you up in sailor's clothes Your jacket shall be blue You'll see that seaport town Called Kennedy Isle Now when the other sailors heard the news they fell into a rage And with all the whole ship's company They were willing to engage Saying we'll tie her hands and feed me boys Overboard we'll throw her And she'll never see that seaport town Called Kennedy Isle When the captain, he's heard the news Well, he too fell in a rage And with all of his whole ship's company He was willing to engage Saying she'll stay all in sailor's clothes Her collar shall be blue She'll see that seaport town Old Kennedy Isle Now when they came down to Canada Scarcely above half a year She's married this bold captain Who called her his dear Dressed in silks and satins now And she cuts a gallant show She's the finest of the ladies Down in Kennedy Isle Come all you fair and tender girls Wheresoever you may be I'd have you to follow your own true love When he goes out on the sea For if the sailors prove false to you Well, the captain, he might prove true You see
see the honor that I have gained by the wearing of the blue. Some guitar player. I'd never, that's Nick Jones, right? Never heard of him before until last night. And um, sometimes when I drive home, I flick through, listen to a bit of Paul Ross, of course. Sometimes I listen to him all the way home. Uh, and sometimes I just, I want to get away from like, you know, phone in, talk radio kind of vibes. So I can't listen to this or LBC or London or anything like that. So I'll, I'll listen to a bit of Four Extra or Six Music or it's just something different, something completely different from this. Because sometimes, you know, doing this as a job, sometimes this kind of radio does your nutting. And um, uh, uh, quite often at one thirty in the morning on BBC Four Extra, they will play a really great documentary that could be 5, 10, 12 years old. There's a great one the other day by my friend John Waite. Um, a friend, stretching it slightly, but he's a good man. And I know him and I know his daughter Flossie. And it was about John Waite, um, I guess he's got to be in his 50s, 60s now. Uh, 60s probably. And uh, in sort of like 1970... He and a load of other students at universities across the country were flown out to New York for free to go to this conference. And um, it turned out it was the Moonies. Religion, I don't... It was cult. I don't really know a lot about the Reverend Moon. Are they the ones where they had, like, football stadiums yeah. full of people getting married? Mm-hmm. Okay. To people they'd never met before. I think that I've got a distant relative that, that maybe ran off to the Moonies. And um, it would, you listen to it as well. Wasn't yeah. it a great... First of all, he, John... Here's the thing. John Waite is kind of one of my heroes because... He's such a good storyteller, such a good storyteller. And also, he reveals a lot more of himself than a lot of other reporters. I kind of nicked, nicked a bit of that from him. He reveals a lot about yeah, himself. Yeah, it was almost a gonzo-type, yeah. Louis Theroux kind yeah. of attitude, but not quite. So basically, him and like loads of students had been almost... Well, had been held prisoner for several weeks as they were what, what they thought was at a conference, but actually they were trying to be brainwashed into being members of the Mooney so that they could then come back... Um, to Britain, get really important jobs in the government yeah. and in industry, and then spread moonism. They were specifically going for Oxbridge kids. Yeah, but they didn't get many Oxbridge kids. They, so they, they were too, cle- yeah. <laughs> too clever. They started to see through and, it early um, doors. And it, so this was a documentary from a few years ago where John goes and meets some of the people that were there with him, tries to go back to the site, and, and what was great, what I found was really interesting, and what made it... I mean, it's a great story, but this is what made it... was... He was doing it all as a joke. Well, this is what happened to us, and it was really wasn't great, and I was really pissed off. And uh, I, one night I did manage to go out to go and watch Live and Let Die, which was on in, in New York. But I was I was I had to have two bodyguards with me, and it was, and he's doing it all as kind of like this is very funny stuff. And then twenty minutes into it, he's with someone, and he he says, "Do you know what? I'm I'm treating this as a joke, but actually I'm I'm furious." And I'm ashamed, and I'm embarrassed, and I feel awful about what they've done. And I texted him, and I said, and he, he's in America at the moment. <clears throat> I didn't realise. I said, I'm just listening to your Mooney documentary. I didn't, I missed it before. I'd never heard it before. It's brilliant. And he said, Oh, thanks. I really appreciate that. And I said, I tell you what's so great is that you are. Uh, I didn't quite phrase it like that. 
But I said, you sound like a victim of abuse in that you've spent most of the time laughing it off. Minimising. Minimising it. You've been laughing it off. And then you're getting very angry and you talk about all the shame that you felt. And like when they went home, none of them spoke to them. They're all young men in their 20s, early 20s. None of them told their parents about it. None of them spoke to their parents because of this shame. And so they suppressed it. And a lot of people didn't want to come and be on this documentary to talk about their experience. Um, And it was just great. It was just that kind of twist in the last 10 minutes when his anger and his shame came out and he verbalised it. So that was on. The point I'm getting to, Michael and G, stay there, was on the way home last night was this documentary about this guy called Nick Jones, a guy I'd never heard of, right? Folk musician. I'm not... I'm not so keen on English folk. That 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 kind of nasally... That, just the, 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 something about it I don't really like. What, a bit nuts in May? Yeah, I don't dig it. I don't really dig it. But I thought, I'll listen, I'll listen to a bit of this. It might be... I'll give about five minutes. And if it's not caught me, I'll go back. But it was... Um, it was fascinating. So he, Nick Jones was like this sort of folk musician in about 64 in this band. And they kind of toured for years and years, toured for about four or five years, and they split up. And then he released several albums on his own under the name Nick Jones. And the, the narrator was going, and each album was better and better and was subverting what is folk music. I mean, you can listen to that. That was from his last album. You think, well, you can hear the folk in it, but actually there's more to it. Incredible guitar playing. Dear God. Um, and uh, he released his last album, in 1980, which that one comes from, called Penguin Eggs, and you kind of think, oh man, the man's dead. He's building up to him dying, and and they're talking as though he's dead, right? And then um, one of his friends said, well, I got a phone call saying, have you heard that Nick has died in a car crash? It's like February 1980. I was devastated. And then they tell the story about how he was driving home from a gig, like two o'clock in the morning, um, and he smashed into the side of a truck carrying bricks, and you think, oh, well, that's a tragic end. Um, and then then the, the narrator kind of, you hear her ringing a doorbell, and then you hear this man opening the door. And she goes, oh, Nick, I've come to see you. And he's still alive. This is the, the twist is, he's still alive. But the car crash stopped him playing guitar. He was in a coma for ages. Everyone thought he was going to die. His friend had been told he was dead until years later when someone went, oh, no, no, Nick's not dead. What are you talking about? And he was like, what? I thought he was dead. Um he couldn't play guitar, couldn't speak for ages and ages and ages. Um, and so disappeared. He's like a really big cult figure on the folk scene. Disappeared for decades. And then, about, I guess, 10, 12 years ago, he went out and did some shows for the first time. You know, he couldn't play guitar very well, as well, probably better than I could still play. Couldn't play guitar as well. But he went out with like a small little band, including his son on guitar, and his voice... Is has got a touch of the Brian Wilsons about it, you know, but it's still that it's still a great voice, and he's around and he's he may have died since I don't know, it's a couple of years old this documentary, but he was um, NIC, uh, 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 but he it was a story of of, of disaster and a career cut short, uh, uh, years in rehabilitation, still alive, and then a great kind of comeback, and he's considered by loads as like one of the greatest British folk singers of all time, and that track was amazing. I loved it. Just on the right side of folky for me, because I, I do struggle with it. But that guitar playing, I could listen to that guitar playing all day. But yeah, and his mate thought he died until years later. And we said, oh, no, no, Nick's still alive. What? Imagine that. You think a friend is alive. Before the internet, yeah. before mobile phones. So if someone tells you he hit a, a bus full of brick, uh, lorry full yeah. of bricks, then of course the assumption is that he's not And it was a friend it. that he hadn't spoken to for eight, for like right. years. yeah. It was, a, it was a really good documentary. I thoroughly, in fact, you know what? I'm gonna, I've, I've got it up here. I'm gonna tweet the link to it. Um, 
so that you guys uh, can have... I was going to tweet the link to it, and of course I've lost... There it is. There it is. There it is. In search of Nick Jones, BBC4 Extra. I'll tweet the link in a second, because I, th- I think you guys might just dig it. Let's take some phone calls um, after this break. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Are we still on DAB? Someone who got very angry yesterday was on Twitter was saying we're not on DAB and it switched to something else. What the hell is going on in this place? Let's dive into the phone calls. Catherine, I've sent Catherine out to listen to a radio to see if we're still broadcasting. <laughs> Imagine. Um, I've just tweeted Nick Jones, see if he fancies coming on the show at any point. He would be very, very um, welcome. Good evening, Michael. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Catherine. Catherine has nipped. Catherine is back. Are we broadcasting? Yeah. yeah well, that guy's a liar. Um, good evening, Michael. What have you got for us tonight, please, sir? Um, who was that? Um, was it Nick Jones, you said? Yeah, Nick Jones, yes. Nick with a, a N-I-C, yes. At Penguin Eggs, oh. if you want to follow him on Twitter. Yeah, it was actually back referencing, because you do play a lot of music sometimes and don't reference it. I was going to ask about it, but you comprehensively covered off who he was and what he did. So thanks for that. It's a pleasure. There you go. Yeah. His, 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 yeah. I'm not a music jock, so I don't know. I don't know how to do all that kind of professional stuff. But I only played it because I, I, I heard this great program about him last night, which again I've tweeted. So I thoroughly recommend everyone go and listen to it. I, I've kind of spoilt the ending, but it's still a really beautiful story. Actually, a really inspiring story. Can I only hear like a minute of the song? I love this straight away. So I, I want to know, know more about it. But you've already done that. So the, thank you. Then my, Michael, it's my absolute pleasure. Shall I, shall I cut you off? No, that's, that, that wasn't what I called. Oh, oh, in that case, oh, in that case, oh, I was hovering. You nearly got the, uh, you nearly got it. Go on then, what have you got for us? You referenced something a couple of weeks ago. Um, you mentioned Sam Fox strip poker on the Commodore 64. Well, I played the ZX Spectrum version, but yes, they're all much of a muchness, yes. Right. So when I got seven, I had a Commodore 64. I had Ollie and Lisa, Bruce Lee. No, my parents weren't buying me those kind of games. I'd never heard of Sam Fox. Bruce, mate, Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee was such a good computer game. Incredible, what it had to do it? with actual Bruce Lee, I don't know. One of the people you had, you had to fight against ninjas, never happened in a Bruce Lee film, and you had to no. fight against a dude called the Green Yamo. What the hell is a Green Yamo? Yeah. He would constantly follow you around and harass you, wouldn't he? The Green Yamo! What is that? But I used to love that Bruce Lee game. That um, and Yi Ah Kung Fu. Those were the two. Those were the two games. No, I didn't have that. And yeah. I certainly didn't have the uh, the strip poker game. But I looked it up anyway. I looked on on YouTube. Yes. I wanted to find out more about this game. Yes, mate. So, guess how much it was to buy this game? What back in, back the, day? in the day? Yeah. Well, I mean, what, what, what game? Seven ninety nine. No, that's what I thought. £1.99. Oh, it was one of the cheapy ones. There were there were a couple yeah. of labels that brought out games for one ninety nine. Yeah, the, um, BT, imagine this. I think British Telecom had their own label that brought out computer games for one ninety nine. Maybe Sam Fox will find a pen. Well, yeah, but here's the here's the the thing. Those those pixel well, those pixelated boobies would have worked for me. They would have worked for me if I'd ever got to them. We couldn't because we didn't know how to play poker. Well, have you seen the video? Basically, every time you play, the guy who you're playing against the computer will call every time. So, do you play poker, Ian? Do you know the rules? No, I've got, I've got no idea. Do you know how to play poker, Kath? Nah. No, I'd, I'd like to, because it'd be great. It'd be great to be with a group of group of guys, and they go, should we a quick game of pokers? Pokers? Yeah. Pokers? I'm going to play pokers with a group of guys. Oh, actually, it sounds better. I know Keith and Henry from Keith and the Girl play poker. 
Well, they play cool. Te- Texas Hold'em, five-card so stud. She whoops his ass on the daily. Wowzers. Mm-hmm. And then they play cards. <laughs> oh. oh. We should get those guys on the show again. Invite them on oh, the show. Oh, um, what's up in Hemda earlier on? Well, invite them on the show again, right. um, please. Let's get them on the show. So, no, I don't know how to play poker, Michael. But ultimately, if you, if you knew how to play it and you could win about five games, you'd get, as you said, a very poor pixelated shot of Sam Fox in black and white. You could barely make out the nipples. <laughs> What if you squinted? What if you put um, a bit of cellophane over the screen? Would that make it colour? Well, it could have worked. I looked at the comments, Ian, and there was a guy who said, oh, my God, this is the first, the first thing I masturbated to when I was about 10. <laughs> I'm attempting to imagine? do that as a phone-in, but I won't. Even I've got um, standard. Uh, yeah, the thing is, I can imagine, because that would have... I remember the excitement I felt... When me and my friend Michael loaded it up on his Spectrum, well, and then when we heard his dad coming up the stairs, we shit ourselves and we <laughs> unplugged the Spectrum as quickly as we could. He, we, he wasn't. He had it on. He had it a, a hooky cassette, and he had a different game written on the cassette so that his dad wouldn't know. You have to be back in the day because yeah, it was under the that was probably sold. Yeah, top shelf on it. Exactly, very so top good. shelf. Michael, listen, yeah. you go off and enjoy your Sam Fox strip poker. You naughty, naughty boy. Let's go to Glenn. Good evening, Glenn. Hello. Hello, Glenn. Taking off speaker. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm relieved, if I'm completely honest, because I'm relieved that you knew you knew what to do then. Thank you, brother. That's appreciated. It's a long time coming. It's been 13 years yes, man. That, that it's taken for me to pick up the phone. Make it make it count, buddy. Don't make Look, it count. This it. is it. This is, the, this is the moment we've all been building towards. When this is finished, we're going to blow ourselves up. I think your listeners need to understand that Sunday's film is rated on Rotten Tomatoes. It's about 94%. It's meant to be an absolute yeah. classic. And get this, get this. Here's the stats. Here's the latest stats. I'm going to click refresh on the page. We've sold 36 tickets for that. 36 tickets for a film that gets 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Do you know what that means, guys? It means that film is almost perfect honestly it's such a good film and everyone that is coming is in for an absolute treat when they see it and everyone that doesn't come can kiss my chuddies yeah too right my wife's seen it my brother's seen it and it's just really rated are you coming glenn yeah yeah i i said hi to you and kath uh fright night i was the bearded guy at the end of the evening I offered to buy you two guys a drink. I don't expect oh, you to remember. No, I do remember. We turned up a bit late and missed oh, the singing. Oh, oh, well, you well. turn up early this time. Are you bringing anyone with you this time? Well, this is why I'm ringing, yeah. because uh, my plus one can't make it, so oh. I've got a free ticket oh, oh, for anyone oh, God, who wants so, it. Oh, God. I was, about to, I was about to give you free tickets to say thank you for no, your support. No, fine. So no, now no, we've no. got even less people coming because of Glenn. Yeah. Glenn has oh, let yeah. us down. <laughs> oh, no. Here's the thing. When we, here's the thing that we've discovered. When we do events, right? You can sell all. You can sell out, but there will always be about twelve people that don't come. It's always about twelve yeah. that don't come. The cool gang who yeah. find something else to yeah, do. Yeah, if it's a big show or a small show, it's always about twelve that don't come. So I'm expecting about twenty three people to be there on say. Listen, we've played to fewer. Uh, we'll have a less. Good time, whatever. Friday night was sold out. Yes, it was. Here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. Everyone that comes, don't be embarrassed. It's not going to be a huge crowd, but, 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 we are gonna, it's going to be a great show. Me and Kath are going to sing. We're going to give everything we've got. You're going to love the film. It means we can all sit nice and close together. 
Um, fingers crossed we might be getting the, doc- the director, but we might not. But afterwards, we're going to have a, a, a chat. We're going to do a little workshop. We're going to do a Q&A with ourselves. And we'll talk about the film like it's a book club. And it'll just be a nice, small, intimate Sunday afternoon. I'm up for it. It's and there'll be, be a few cheeky drinky poos to be yeah, had. Exactly. Here's, yeah, the, here's the thing. Guys. Buy, buy, everyone buy stuff from the bar. That's, that's, that's the thing that, you know, because we're getting the venue dead cheap. So buy stuff from the bar, guys. Um, but come and it'll be a laugh. And I'm really looking forward to it. I haven't seen this film in years and years and years. I know Kath is going to wet herself laughing at some of the scenes. Um, and I can't, I can't wait to, to, to see it again. So it's going to be good, man. Uh, Glenn, I look, look forward to shaking your hand again, brother. Um, before, before you go, uh, I guess the, the, the tune that I heard reminded me of Bert Janks. And you must know that um, Mike Nesmith... And they turn around. He produced... Is it Janks? I always thought it was pronounced Yanch, but I don't know. Oh, you're probably right. I think it is Yanch, but Nesmith produced one of his albums, and there's a, there's, I've seen a documentary floating around of Nesmith staying in some, like, big it's country good. mansion, and is it a good record? I uh, just, yeah, just YouTube it. There's, there's a couple of really lovely, lovely tunes on there. What's the album called? Because I don't... I don't... Uh, LA, L.A. Turnaround, I think. Um, and I think if you... YouTube fresh as a Sunday morning, it should uh, you'll you'll float away to somewhere nice. It's 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 a really nice. Hang on a minute, because uh, I'm sure Mike Nesmith plays on it as well. Float float away to Sunday morning. No, no, uh, f- uh, fresh as a Sunday oh, morning. Fresh as a, what do I, hang on, fresh Yanch, fresh. Let's, let's, let's have a little listen. Let's find out. Let's find out what this guy's talking about. Hang on a second. That's an advert for Philadelphia for a prod for a product for a product. <laughs> Uh, here we go. Let's have a little listen to this. Here we go. Here we go. Here it comes. Here it comes. Three, four. Oh, that sounds like that's got a Nesmith vibe, yes. Me likey. You will, you will. It's it's nice. He's all over it. You'll love it. You'll I'll love check. It. I'm going to check it out, Glenn. Thank you, mate. All right, mate. Have a good one. I'll see you Sunday. See you Sunday. Cheers, Glenn. Thank you very much indeed. We have the nicest people come to our shows. If you're coming on your own, don't worry. If you're worried because we're saying, oh, there's not going to be many people, don't worry, man. We're going to have a wicked afternoon. I guarantee you that. We still have some prizes to give away. I've got some CDs to sell. We've uh, been good. Honestly, it's such a good film. I've still kind of got my fingers crossed we'll get the director. I, he's gone quiet on me, but you never know. Uh, and we'll have a laugh. And me and Kath are going to be there. You get, get to hang out with us. It's eight quid. Couldn't even get a tub of popcorn for that in an Odeon. www.ianlee.com slash event. Good evening, Diana. Hello, Ian, and hello, Kath. Hello, Diana. How you doing? I I can't I can't get over the fact we just played Nick Jones. Oh, do you are you are you a fan? Oh, I've got his album Penguin Eggs, and um, it was terrible what happened to him. Wasn't it? Well, the, apparently Penguin Eggs is the one to get. I've just ordered, yeah. ordered that Burt Yang album because I've seen it for six quid. Right, that's that's coming home with me. Um, uh, and it's uh, th- that kind of English folky thing, as I said. It's not really my cup of tea, but he, he takes it off in his own direction. Yeah. That guitar playing, wow! And that voice, incredible. And yeah, a really, really tragic story. But ultimately one of, 
of hope and of re- uh, of a rehabilitation well, and of love because he's still with his missus who looked after yeah. him and you know uh, th- there was there was um there was she oh she tells a great story right she tells a great story about when he was in a coma and she sat in the hospital holding his hand in, in 1982 and he's in a coma and the doctor comes in and says why are you not mrs jones why are you not speaking to him right you got to speak to him she went oh, i don't want to speak to him he's sick and tired of my voice and when she said that, he squeezed her hand. First thing he'd done since he'd been in the coma, he squeezed her hand when she said, he's sick and tired of my voice. Isn't that incredible? Such a, it's such an amazing story, and they sound like such a lovely well, couple. I shall be listening to that. Um, I listen a lot in the early hours to Radio um, uh, Radio 6, and they have these documentaries on. And, yeah, they, um, do a doc- they do a documentary, one yeah. o'clock on, on, on Six Music, and um, yeah. we've, I've heard so many of them over the last three years that they're now repeating themselves. Oh, they go back years, yeah. But there's yeah. some great stuff. There's good, there was a good one last the other week from uh, Bob Harris with the Beach Boys. There's a great Stevie Wonder documentary from about 1974. Brilliant. Loads of them. So there's some good stuff. This is the thing, man. We've got Paul Ross on here late at night. Um, doing his thing, and he he's weird and wonderful and goes all over the world. And a lot of the other radio stations go a little bit, almost like they can't be bothered because they think many people aren't listening. So they put out this stuff like, I mean, who else is going to put out a Beach Boys documentary for over over five nights from 1971? Well, you the BBC have got all this stuff. Yeah, there. exactly. I mean, I've got a lot of John Peel, and I'm sure Nick Jones is on one or two of those. Yeah, oh, I bet. I bet. So it's worth, you know, if you're not yeah. digging this radio show, dear listener, at 12.30 on a Thursday night, flick around a bit. Go and have a listen to well, a station well, I must that... admit, you, you do play some good music. Yes. I mean, I know you're not there to play music, as you said, but you do play some very funny bits, and um, I could I nearly fell through the floor when you played that. Well, Diana, coming from you, someone who I know loves music and, and takes it, you know, very seriously, yeah, that, that means a lot, so thank you. Weekend, you know, so it's... Um, well, I've got. I brought um, January's Mojo magazine. Oh yeah. Oh. Janu- I haven't opened January? it yet. January. It's in a. Oh, it's a year in there. I won't open it until we get to January. Good for you. And, well done. And on the front, there's a very nice picture of Kate Bush. But on the front, it says that XTC and the birds are reforming, and I know all about it because you've been telling us about. You went to see um, the guys. Well, yeah. This that now that's a fudge because it's half of XTC yeah. and also it's half of the birds because David Crosby ain't doing it. They'll probably say that inside the magazine. Yeah, yeah that's sneaky, sneaky, mojo sneaky. Mojo is a good. Mojo is the only thing I get. Mojo and sometimes uncut and occasionally record collector because I write for it. Um, but uh, but even then, you know, they're, they're getting very thin. Those magazines and it is a good one. I know what you mean. And yeah. sometimes there might be one story in there I like, and the rest of it's like, really. It's... I've still got all my own sounds. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. that finished in nineteen ninety. I think they're worth about twenty five, maybe even thirty pence now. I won't so. get rid of them. I love them. Yeah, this is the thing. <laughs> hey, I just found I've had um, through Lou who calls the show occasionally a friend mm. of hers. She put me in touch with a friend of hers, who's got years and years ago. I used to write for a magazine called Retro Gamer, right? About mm-hmm. old video games, and I never kept any of them. Which is just had a column, month, a monthly column. This guy's got all of the magazine, nearly all of the magazines that I'm I'm in. And he's selling them to me at a very, a very reasonable rate. Very generous rate. It's costing a lot to get them shipped over from Ireland. But he's, mm-hmm. he's selling me these Macs, so I'm going to get a collection of all these retro gamers that I wrote for and never collected, like an idiot. Can so- I say one other thing? A few weeks ago, you mentioned something that I'd never heard of before, and I think it was the, the, the kids in the hall or the kids in the school. Kids in the hall, yes. 
And I checked it on YouTube, and I'll tell you what, it really made me laugh. Oh, there you go. Well, the next <laughs> thing you got... Especially the one where they're dressed as superheroes. Oh, I don't remember that one. There's, there's, check out Girl Drink Drunk. That's that, a, that's, they're dressed as female superheroes. Oh, um, they're like Sex Force or something, that, aren't they? Oh, it, it really made so me laugh. so sexy as girls. Um, here's your new thing. Go and check out Tim and Eric. Okay, then. That's your, that's your next recommendation from me, Diana. All right. Good night to both of you. Nice Goodbye, to talk Diana. to you. Thank you very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Well, Eddie Christie, who we had beef with yesterday, because of something he thought I'd said on the radio. I missed this tweet, Eddie, but I've just seen it just now. And he called me out for it. I thought, what the hell are you talking about? You asshole. You a-hole. You dick man. And he's just listened back. And he's uh, he's apologised. He hadn't heard... He'd, he'd, heard he'd, he'd heard something different. Um, so, Eddie... Uh, it takes a, a big person to apologise, man. Trust me, I know, because I apologise a lot these days. The, the, the trick, the next trick for me is to learn not to be an idiot. I'm not saying you are, but I'm just saying me. Um, and I know that sucking it up and apologising, particularly in a public forum, is tough. So, Eddie, I accept your apology. I apologise too, because I was probably a little bit confrontational. I was a little bit confrontational, no probably about it. I give you a hug, send you love, I send love to your mum. Um, I tell you that MS is a shitty disease and I wouldn't wish it on my biggest enemy. And um, uh, you're talking rubbish about the DAB transmitter because we're transmitting loud and clear. I don't know what well, you're talking about Well, he's there. in Scotland. Maybe he's, he's in a freaky little pocket. Are you... Well, Scot- you're calling Scotland a freaky little no. pocket all of a sudden? No, of our coverage, I mean. OK. Well, Eddie, uh, I appreciate that, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm going to send him a tweet just in case he isn't listening. Um, G! It's time for a topic change. Topic change. Oh. Topic change. On oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You were talking about. I like the topic change jingle. I, I thought that was innovative. I thought it was something you don't get that with Eddie Mayer. It was delivered with gusto, and that's was, what I will always admire that. Well, it's the thing about G. He's I've not very. He's best. not very good, but he's keen. Yeah, he's got a lot of commitment. He's got a lot of commitment. He should okay. be. Com- he should be committed. I'm definitely committed. I listen to talk radio. I'm You're committed. going purple. You're going purple now. Breathe. <laughs> Breathe. Yes, sir. Right. Uh... TV shows that change oh, yeah. their format. Here we go. Completely. We've got a complete change of format. Top Gear. Would I like you? Show. I don't know. I hope not. Let's find out what Most you got. Present- no, I would lie to you. Of course I'd lie to you. Okay. I'm a caller. Yes. You're a radio host. Would I lie to you was actually presented by Angus Dayton. Right. And then it was presented by Rob Brydon. When it was presented by Angus Dayton, they would tell any old lie. Right. Well... But when it was presented by Rob Brydon... Yes. It was personal lies. Well, hang, hang, on, right, hang on a second, G. That's hardly a, the, the the same leap from series one of MasterChef to last night's episode of MasterChef. That's just a change of host and a slight rejigging of format. There's still still a bunch of pompous twats <laughs> sat around um, showing off to each other. Well, you like I'd love you to be on with lie to you. And, and, and I don't like panel shows. I can't do them. I cannot. I've done them. I've done some of the biggest in the country. Um, and I, can't, I just can't do them. I can't you get my head around. You most of the biggest in the country. Come on. No, not not panel shows. No, 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 no. I'm not not panel shows. I've always done terribly 
on panel shows because it, it's it's a dick measuring competition, um, and I'm not comfortable in those formats. I'm comfortable here because um, you know, but th- those things where it's you and two other blokes and on a team and you're, no, you no, no, jump in. No, I can't. I can't do it. But that does that is not. That does not fit into what we are not. Not if phoning wasn't. Can you tell, name a show that has changed hosts and ever so slightly, almost imperceptibly, changed its format? I'm talking about shows that are completely different from how they used to be. Top Gear used to be Quentin Wilson and another sad sack driving around cars and going around the country and looking at cars. And then it became three blokes stood in a big studio surrounded by 200 people um, as they fellated each other. <laughs> But isn't that just the Grand Tour? No. No, that's what Top Gear was. Oh, OK. So I'm getting Top Gear and the Grand Tour completely The Grand Tour's got nothing to do with it. What are you talking about the Grand Tour for? That's a different show. I'm talking it's, about... It's, it's Top Gear. It's the same presenters. No, it's not. It's, no, Top Gear is still ex- in existence as Top Gear. But also Top Gear... Your th- Top Gear goes back... About 15, 20 years. Like Quentin Wilson. Yeah, like before, yeah, before Jeremy. Ripon, Quentin Wilson. Right, which is completely different from how Top Gear became. Isn't the Grand Tour... Why are you talking about the Grand Tour? You might as well talk about the Crossroads Motel. It's got nothing to do with it. Oh, Benny. Well, it's got nothing to do with it. Why are you even talking about the Grand Tour? Talk about Stranger Things. Is it just as bad, just as related? Okay, so Stranger Things Series 1 was worse than Stranger Things Series 2? I hated Stranger Things. I, I, I liked it, and I got, got to like the last episode of Series 1, and I thought, oh, hang on a minute, this is all a trick. This yeah. is all a trick. There's actually no substance to it. It's just clever. It's just like Mad Men set in the 80s, but there's no substance to it. Screw you. I'm not watching the last episode. That'll muff up your algorithms, Netflix. Do you know what did me? Oh. The whole... Twinkle lights, the Christmas light thing on the wall. I never, I didn't finish any of those programs. I didn't finish that German program about the kid that went back in time to the eighties. I don't finish any of that stuff. It's rubbish. Everything is rubbish. Everything is pointless and is rubbish. The only thing that is worth watching to the end is Tim and Eric and um, the Awesome Wells documentary. That's it. Everything else can go, can go to hell. TV is pointless. Long live radio. Thank you very much indeed, G. There you go. Um, you see. How I really understand that phone. In I really enjoyed the phone. new Sabrina. Really enjoyed it. So I'm not sorry about that. Sorry? Things that are worth watching. I agree with you. I find it very difficult to commit to series and often I end up disappointed and you think, well, what a waste of time that was. What, 11 episodes for that depressing or usually disappointing conclusion. But Sabrina was good. I'm going to kill Wayne. Why? Listen to this. It's, are you from New, uh, Newcastle? Do a Newcastle accent for me. No, hey, go. Oh, you almost got it. Then. Oh, Newcastle accent for me. All right, should we read it out? In a Newcastle accent. All right, it's happened it... again. The sh- hang on. It's happened again, no, but... <laughs> no. The show's flown over. <laughs> no, I can't do it now. Now I'm thinking about it. By the way, Paul's quiz is right. Paul's quiz has got it. Room 101. Yes, I was thinking about Room that. Room 101. Thank you, Paul. You get... It's a really simple question. How can G not get it? This is about the grand tour. For... Anyway, go on. Read, read Lane's thing and then I'm going to go and All punch right. him. It's happened again. The show's flown over. Uh, nothing massive uh, have not occurred. Hang on, I've got to get into my head. What, uh, uh, do Geordie? Uh, do you want some Ferrero Rocher while you're weird? Right. Mm-hmm. 
It's happened again. The show's flown over. That's going to lamp toilet attendant lady. It's going to lamp ya. Nothing massive have not occurred, but it was still perfect. I don't know anybody else who could pull this off. I suppose you're just as good company for a fat old depressive as his, and his excitable pup. I love this shiz. Right. And Do you want some Ferrero Rocher while right. he's weird? Now, here's why I'm going to kill you, Lane. Because you're saying the show is over. We've got 19 minutes left, we're man. We're nearly done. We're nearly done. We're not nearly done. What are you talking about? The show? Well, hey, the show's over. Right, show's oh, yeah. over. So what we'll do is we'll take our feet off the pedal, shall we? We'll take our feet off the pedal now the show's nearly over. Um, guess who's trying to come to see us on Sunday? Oh, no, I know. Farrow Ram. Okay. Um, trying to book Sundays. You say £8. The link says £9. Yeah, there's a £1 booking fee. The ticket, the tickets are eight pounds, and there's a one pound booking fee. I don't think people say the booking fee, do they? When um, no, people don't say the booking fee. That's that's out of our hands. That's out of our hands. It's eight pounds, um, and you'd be you'd be very very welcome. Uh, bring a friend or ten. Bring bring loads of friends, everybody. Bring bring loads of friends. I'm I'm uh, oh what's the guy's name? Marlon Brando. I'm Marlon Brando. Bring loads of friends to my Nordic club. The little rabbit kicked the bucket. Oh, they played that. Do you remember that song? No. The rabbit kicked the bucket. Do you remember that song? Is it Alma Fudd? Well, yeah, but it was like a hit. Do you remember, you, you won't know it, Sam. You're a baby. It was a hit in like the nineties, maybe the eighties, like an early sort of dance rap song, and it ended with the rabbit kicked the bucket. The rabbit kicked the bucket. I remember hating it as a as a kid, and then they played it on Six Music the other. What song is it? They played it on um, Six Music the other day. God, it was awful. It was like quite the early days of, I guess you'd call it hip hop. Very early days when. It was like they just put everything into it. Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know, being a bit sparse and a bit... They poured everything into it. We'll, I'll see if I can find what the song is and we'll play a bit. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Is this it? I'm trying to find it. Sorry. This might be it. This might be it. Hang on. Um, let me try this. This is. Are you ready? ready? Yeah, we're ready. The reason I mean MC and the floor. Yeah, that's right. That's the song, but that's not the version. Bear with me, guys. I'm I'm really trying to find this flipping awful song. I'm trying to find one that's not six minutes long. Here we go. This is it. This is it. Hitman. I think this is it. Can I just jump to the end? Hang on. Yeah, that's it. Right. There's too much going on in this song. 1986. This is quite early for this genre of music. Yeah, I was nine. There's too much going on. This was a big hit. Oh, I do remember this. That's a racket, isn't it? It's a huge hit. It's got the old school hip hop song, has yeah. it? Oh, it's awful. Anyway, and it ends like this. This is what I was talking about. 
is how it ends. Wait! The rabbit kicked the bucket. Jeez, that was an annoying record. I don't remember what we were talking about. We used to call my sister Alma Ford when she was a kid. Oh, she didn't get any hair till she was about three. Oh, <laughs> it's a great big moon face. Ah, oh, I'd love a talcum massage on my chest and my back, but I'm worried about inhaling the talcum powder, Nigel. What if I gag you? <laughs> oh, yeah, now we're talking. Now it's getting kinky. That's what Sadie did to me. That's what what? That's what Sadie did to me, rubbed it in. She... <laughs> uh, I just have to say for the record, I really worry that someone's going to take advantage of you because you're a vulnerable soul and I just she... wish I could protect you in some way, but I can't. She rubbed it in for me. Okay. I, I just I just have to say that out loud because... <laughs> Why are you talking about that? Because I've come on air or, or something. Yeah. Or was she going to talk about it, it before? It's just what springs to mind, Nigel, because it's such a memorable part of our conversation the other day. Oh, I worry okay. about you, Nigel. I worry that someone... Yeah, she does... came to see me again tonight. She wanted to do another one. <laughs> uh, but did she want to value uh, any, any of your property or your possessions? No, no, no. no. Uh, um, I, I, I've forgotten what I was going to say now. So, have you had a good evening? Uh, I've had an excellent evening. It's been a really, yeah. really good show. One of the best. I, I've been watching um, Star Trek with Chris Pine, the later one, you know, the, the up-to-date version. I don't... I, I've not seen that. It doesn't interest me, I'm afraid. No, it was quite good, but not so good as the old ones. Yeah. He's a good actor, but you can't replace the old William Shatner and people well, like that. Well, you can replace William Shatner, it turns out. Mm. What, you think that there's better actors? Than William Shatner? Oh, God, <laughs> yes! <laughs> He's an awful actor, famously so. The Star Trek he was good in, though. That's what he, he was made for that, I Star Trekking across the universe, only going mm. forwards because we can't find reverse. reverse. Yeah. I don't see I, that. Um, my brother, I haven't rung my brother since I spoke about him on the radio. But, well, yes, I did. I rung last night and they wouldn't answer me. Oh, well, maybe they were busy, man. But maybe I upset upset them by saying talking yeah. about their family. Perhaps I upset them. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? But I've got to get back talking to him. I again. wish you had a grown-up or a priest or someone around mm. you that could protect you. Because I, well, I think you're um, about to get stung. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here is on still. Uh, it's on for another three or four weeks. I'm not watching it. You was in it, weren't you? I certainly was. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not keen on the programme. I only watched it because you Me was in it. it. Thank you very much indeed. Because <laughs> I knew you, you see. Well, <laughs> there you go. Well, I've been on the internet as well. I bet you have. And, uh, I, yeah, I know, but I have to do, keep my mind occupied, and I'm, I'm very sad and, and about your, mum. And your hands full. I put on the, top of, on the top of my Facebook, I put the video when I went to the grave... A couple of days after she was buried, sing, singing that I, I Miss You song. Yeah. And uh, it's on the top of my Facebook page if you want to have a look at it any time. Thank you. Uh, singing the song. But also, um, I found if you go to Ian Lee Nigel from Maystone, you get all the ones that are on the radio come up at the same time. Oh, that's me, on, me and you on the radio. So, so that's easy to find. Have you got anyone mm. around you, Nigel? To, that yes, can... my mum. Is around me all the time. Yeah, but yeah, of course she is, and I totally appreciate that as a well, beautiful thing I, to I say. I think she is. No, of course she is. I get that, and that's great. That's great. Well, I hope so. I was wondering if you had any kind of grown-ups around you <sighs> that um, you could turn to for advice or to well, keep I, an eye I, on you. Uh, the Citizens Advice Bureau have been on to me, so that's good. I've some good that's news good. About, that, about that. But have but have you got any like friends or carers? Yeah. 
I've got, I've just got my girlfriend that looks after me. That's all. That's all I want, really. Is my girlfriend? Yeah, I, 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 okay. I worry that 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 I just no, worry. No, that's about all right. That. I'm in hands with that. Um, okay, all right, fine. I just have well, to that's say. all right, and we we know each other well, so I I know where I am with her. Okay. I don't I don't trust anybody else to be honest. The only people that I know and. Okay. No. All right then. Well, that's. Uh, I, I haven't uh, got any male friends. Put it this way: I've only got female friends. Yes, male lads, friends. get in there. I just yes. have to say that I. Yes. Um, uh, well, not you though, haven't I? As a friend. Well, I wouldn't say a friend, but you can certainly well, call us. We're not friends, mm. but you can certainly call this show any time. And if if there's anything that's kind of worrying you or confusing you, you're you're certainly welcome to run it past us. Yeah, I I I'm pleased at the. Um, Citizens Advice Bureau got back to me, rung me tonight earlier, and um, they're going to ring me back in, in a few weeks' time to help me with the bills and okay. stuff. Well, that's good. Yeah, so um, they might try and be able to cut some of the bills down. But at the moment, I'm managing to pay the bills because I'm paying so much for fortnight on Brilliant. electric and gas. Hey, I, I checked... Um, I, I, had to do, I had to do a gas and meter uh, electricity reading today, yeah. so I logged on and I put in the, the readings. And already, I've only been there three months, already I'm 270 quid in credit. Because it's oh, a direct right. debit. So you pay too much. I've paid too much. But here's yeah. the thing. Yeah, these, I, might, I might find these that I, companies, I, I've got money to come back to me. These I? companies are very mm. reluctant to give. So I'm going to wait mm. until March because I might use a bit more. Or we'll use a bit more over the yeah. winter. But I, it won't be using much. It's just me and I don't really put the heating on. The, I don't know how to so put the cold. water on. You need to have the heating on. You do, you? but I don't know how to put the water on properly. But in March, you, I'm going to say, mm. right, I want that money, please. Yeah. They, they'll give it to me eventually. They should do. Just kick up a stick. Oh, you won't get it straight away, though. Yes. No. Paul Ross is coming in. Yeah. Did you Have you been playing that advert? Um, would you like me to rub it in for you, that one? Um, I don't, can't remember where I, 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 I put it, but I put it, um, mm. I put it somewhere. With the telecom belt. I can't remember where... I need to sort <laughs> out my hotkeys. <laughs> Would you like some talcum powder? Shall I send Dirty you some? Dirty pervert. Yes. Okay. <laughs> a dick. Now... Whoa! Uh, sorry? Hey, <laughs> Catherine, what do you want for Christmas? I don't like being dick. I don't like being used in this fashion. All right, Catherine, what are you, what are you going to have when you get home? A dick. I'm now, some, uh, Ian, dirty pervert. Yes, exactly. I'm going to buy some baby oil so she can rub. Oh, okay, oil Nigel. Thanks for calling, Nigel. Yeah. Bye bye. Wowzers, and this will be the sound he'll be making. like Darth Vader. Can I just say, well done, Paul Ross. He passed the test because when I played the dick thing, he looked at me as if to say, "Now oh, come on, that's not that's not how you treat a lady." Well done, you passed the test, Paul. It was a test, and you passed it. You're through to the next round. <laughs> What's the next round got in store for us? Then? That was the opening round. It was a lovely oh, fatherly well, face. Of, was, you're yes. right, Kath, for yes. this. The next the next round is what am I going to have when I get home? You're a fanny. No, I'm not. It's one of those shows. <laughs> How are you doing, Paul Ross? Not too bad. I've uh, got a great show, I hope, tonight, because I didn't want to do this yesterday, which is the proper anniversary in our time zone, 55th anniversary of the assassination of JFK. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we've got some great contributors tonight to talk about it, okay. because it's Thanksgiving in the States. Are you listening, Sally? Today. One of our listeners, Sally, is obsessed with JFK. Ooh, give us a call, 0344 yeah. She will. Who have you got? Are you allowed to say who you've got? Uh, and we're still trying to sort it out finally. Okay. We've got a couple of great authors on. We've got some f- uh, newsreel stuff from the time. Walter Cronkite joins us. Cron- Kite joins us from Beyond the Grave, of course. Oh, well, he was there commenting yeah. at the time. Yeah. That'd be a great. <laughs> Doris Stokes is the kind of conduit for that one. So we're talking about that. Why we'll does s- Doris Stokes not make her, her presence known? You'd think she was the greatest medium yeah. ever. Why is no one saying, oh, I've got Doris Stokes wants to talk to I you? I think it's the same thing as being married to a builder. You never get your kitchen done, do you? Right. Okay. 
Good idea. Yeah, yeah but cobbler's wife goes barefoot, <laughs> yes, as they say. Yes. Well, that does prompt one of the great jokes of all time, I think, anything to do with clairvoyance. Yeah. You bet the con man clairvoyant who escaped from the police? He was a bit versically challenged. Headline was small, medium at large. <laughs> That's an old one with a goodie, That's isn't it? That's one. an old one That's a goodie. One. Also on the programme, though, we're talking to a top scientist. He's a British professor, but he's from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, as featured in Goodwill Hunting. Oh, yeah. He's flown a model plane with a five-metre wingspan, so it's 17 feet across, OK? Yeah. It's virtually silent, has no emissions, and is, is propelled by something called ionic wind. I've got I no idea what that's... But this. what it does, it kind of absorbs nitrogen, and we're 80% uh, nitrogen on the atmosphere of planet Earth, yeah. from the atmosphere... This could be the future of aviation. They're saying it could be as big a breakthrough as the Kitty Hawk back in 1903. I saw this. This is a top amazing. line. We've already recorded the interview. It's a fast. I mean, it's still a bit of a melon twist of me. I can't quite get my yeah. head around all the physics. Yeah. But the fact that his big thing he says is, he says the the near goal is to get it to carry um, carry kind of cargo because it's virtually silent. Yeah. So a lot of the debate about expanding airports would disappear because it's main and and no emissions. Yeah. He said it might add to the ozone layer or something, but he's working on that. That'll be his it, task this weekend. Out. He'll sort that out this weekend. <laughs> James has uh, texted, uh, tweeted, will there be the usual tosh? The usual old tosh. Oh, it's old tosh. Old tosh, never new tosh. <laughs> who wants new tosh? Who wants, the, who wants a shock of the new? <laughs> hey, we want old tosh, don't we? Um, how's life going, Paul? You all right? I'm not bad. Good. You know, kind of the usual, you know, life carries on, doesn't life, it? Life, doesn't and it? takes us along and stuff, doesn't so it? yeah, it's all right. Um, I've got the weekend for me after the show, so it's all gravy. <sighs> We're working this weekend. I'm working this weekend, next weekend. Next weekend, we're going up to Halifax. Yeah, Get I'm this. watching Threads. It's apparently it's a rip-roaring, um, fun-for-all-the-family kind of film. I'm hosting a screening of Is that Threads. the Daniel Day-Lewis movie? No, it's the um, one set in Sheffield in the early 80s. No Threads? I've never heard of that. The bomb goes off. You've not seen it? Oh, no, I have heard of it. I've never seen oh, it, no. It's a, good, it's a good old laugh, Kath. You'll so love it. you have a jolly old weekend. <laughs> rom-com. <laughs> me Charlie. Wait, so, do, do, what was the Daniel Day-Lewis film, then, recently, where he plays a kind of a tailor? I think that was called, th- I think that that called Threads. Was that Threads 2? <laughs> Post-apocalyptic. We all become tailors. <laughs> what, we do needlework, composting death camps. Oh, needlework God. death camps. So I watched today, I've only got a minute, I watched the fr- uh, French film I was telling you about, Le Jeté. Oh, that's wonderful, isn't it? The, t- the time travel film yeah, from Inspiration 62. for um, the old Terry Gilliam film. Yeah, yeah, it's a brilliant I've film. never seen it yeah. before. It's yeah. great. I'll tell you what's great it's in there It's mainly stills, well. isn't it? Yeah, it's all stills. <laughs> apart from one tiny shot. What is great is a bit where he travels, spoiler alert, he travels to the future and he meets four people uh, from the future, and the picture of them is exactly the same as the With the Beatles album cover. It's exactly... Oh, half in shadow. Yeah, half in shadow, and it's it's three and then one a little bit lower down. It's fascinating. Anyway, watch that. It's a great film. I saw it today on London Live very quickly, which is on Freeview, I think, Channel 8 or 9. Yeah. Uh, the 30s science fiction classic Shape of Things. Oh. That is such a... Mel- based on H.E. Wells' Shape of Things to come, that's such a melon twister. What happens in that? Does that go really far in the future? It does, and in the end, uh, I think it's... They, they launch a rocket at the very end, and there's protesters against it saying, yeah. man's not meant to go to the start. It's a great film. I saw that uh, at the cinema about 12 years ago on a Thursday afternoon when it was like like pensioners day and it was a quid to get in and they watched oh it was, it was and that brilliant. was before you had the great beer yeah, thank you very much indeed <laughs> we are done thank you sam thank you Catherine. thank you to all of our callers tonight i'm gonna to thank all of them we'll be back tonight at 10 stay tuned no paul ross is coming up on talk radio <laughs>